The following views expressed are those of the speakers and do not represent the views of DOD or its components. Pay attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. 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 Hey, what's going on, world? Hey, we back, man. We've been we've been been out for a little while, you know, doing what we do. It's been a minute, you know. We got, you know, we we, we still got jobs to do. I mean, I know you guys know that we still got jobs, but hey, we going to get these episodes out. Yeah. All right. Hey, so this is our episode eight of Permission to Speak Freely. Yeah. And I'm Damon. I'm Damo. All right, man. Let's get this thing started, man. So uh, we always gonna kick it off like this, man. We pretty excited. Um about um reaching a thousand downloads man yeah that's a big deal man yeah so to everybody out there that took a download man thank you guys man keep pushing keep sharing and uh man let's get it out to the listeners man hey so we we've passed up a thousand like really shortly after we hit it like we like even after we sent that out we were already past a thousand so we've i mean we are well on our way to 2000 man we just gotta get some episodes <laughs> some episodes done you know what i'm saying so i really do appreciate everybody that's been supporting everybody that's been on my ass about episode eight <laughs> so here it is so you know we'll see how that works out most definitely man hey, most definitely hey but like let's talk about the obvious thing right you know, because if somebody listening right now, then they're not going to hear us the same. We're going to sound different, right? We yeah. got the crisp, you know, pristine audio. We usually got the mics hooked up. That's not going to be the same. And if somebody watching us on YouTube, they normally probably see us in the same room, of course, with the sneeze guard in between us. None of that's happening right now. That's not the same. We don't remote recording. Why? Remote recording, man. Hey, so with this remote recording, I, I mean, you're right, man. We may not sound the same, might not be in the same room and all that stuff. But with with with, with us doing it like this, uh, it's the future, man. Right? Because uh, you about to go to a different location yeah. and do bigger things where you about to go. Um, so this is this is how we're gonna keep you know getting these episodes out to people and. And you know, out to the listeners, man. So this is how we're gonna we're gonna be doing it probably from now on. We're gonna try to you know, we might, you know, do some and and but this is this is what we we lean into. This is where we're going with this with this podcast. Yeah, what's what's gonna happen is more guests. Uh what we do plan on doing some lives in the future. And if it is any audio problems right now, we're not hooked up to any mics or any headphones, that shouldn't persist though. At some point we should have clearer audio we should have mics and headphones or something but we just couldn't wait anymore i mean i honestly i couldn't wait i had to you know get ready to get this one out so apologies if the audio isn't what it normally is when you listen to permission to speak freely yeah most definitely man we'll get it all figured out man no doubt we'll get it figured out and so man what's going on with you man what you been up to well today right now if you hear it like music in the background my wife's uh grandfather passed away he passed away on the 4th of december three days before my birthday and they're having a ceremony today so she's doing the whole uh the youtube live live stream and his uh his funeral ceremony so i actually had to leave her to to come up here and do this so we had a, a really good moment this morning 
ain't gonna get too deep into it, but uh, she's so strong, man. She does so much. She holds it together, you know, so much. Uh, this morning was was t a tough one for her. I think it was the reality of the fact that you know it's the funeral. So I went and got her some ice cream, and uh, hopefully after this, me and her can spend a little bit of time before I got duty tomorrow. So. So much love that. Um, man. I know it's a big deal, man. Yeah, rest in peace, uh, Grandpa. Per, uh, Percival, yeah. Percival, Percival Bailey. So rest in peace, Percival Bailey. Most definitely, man. Okay. Um, so um, some of the things that I, I, I've i been up to a little bit, man. I've been. Yeah, let's talk about um, it. I've been doing. Um, Practicing a lot of golf, man. For one, for one thing, I want to, you know, let the world know, man. My golf is strong, man. You know, and, and if anybody wants to come out, you know, in San Diego or whatever, let me know, man. Uh, my golf game being a little strong, man. Uh, but that short duty, that's that short duty, man. Yeah. Short duty life, man. <laughs> Yo, you still going but to yeah. work? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I go to work, man. I go in and you know check my email and stuff, and and you know go from there man and see what happens during the day but the biggest thing that i've been really doing and very very excited about is chief season man yeah it's crazy initiation man so hey first off before you get I, I wanna, that right i don't even want okay. to say the name of your job because i i feel like at this point they might get in trouble all the time you be having off <laughs> you might get somebody in trouble we might get <laughs> we might get that command in trouble man Hey man, I first off, I ain't I don't have that much time off, guys. That's what you guys know. I don't have that much time off. I would have cleared that up. <laughs> I would have cleared it. How does how the season go? Uh, huh? How the season go? Oh man, the season is is it is what it is, man. It's most definitely COVID driven. Right, yeah. Right. It's no doubt about that. It's COVID driven. Um, but we trying our best to get the best out of it. But not even to talk about that portion of it i want to talk more about right now on how excited i was to get phone calls from people i serve with or people who know me or know about me or whatever these chief selects you know hit me up they won't charge they want me to give them some advice man that's that's the type of stuff that that i always you know enjoy about you know being a chief right there man giving back talking to people uh motivating them to push on even though they think it's like no end to it um and stuff like that man that's what i get a kick out and love doing man so everybody who reached out to me man i hope i gave you guys some advice or something that can keep you going and keep you pushing and keep grinding so you guys doing a good job out there yeah same here everybody who reached out uh first of all i appreciate all our moments together i learned from them and i hope you learned from them as well and uh i owe you some yeah. stuff so i'll take care of you guys uh when the time comes i got a question about the season though man you know how you know lebron just recently said that he won the hardest two championships the uh when he was wow. down 3-1 against uh golden state and then the bubble the bubble championship yeah, yeah, yeah so we probably gonna have some chief selects that that's like this season this like that bubble season so they might say like this was the hardest you know, they might say that they had the hardest season or whatever like that. They're not going to say that. <laughs> For real? I, I hope, I hope they don't say that. Yeah. Anyway. yeah especially I hope that's not how they thinking, man. And look, whoo, man, we talking about like 
they can't really get together and do yeah, do things, yeah. man. You know, so, so like the expectations, the expectations of what they doing is change has changed. So yeah. that's the biggest thing. The expectation, it just they can't get together. I mean, what what can what can you do, man? They they it's COVID is is real out there, and and uh, as we know, we in California right now, and COVID is real. In California, right yeah. now, man. That's that. Like, I, I just that, had a guy. Plays a part into why we doing this. That. Yeah, we made, and we just had a guy. In, now, look, I haven't been close to COVID, you know, that much. I haven't been like people around me catching or whatever. But right. I just had a guy in the office, you know, catch it. Yeah. You know, so that's I. I know the guy. I talked to the guy before, and he he caught it, man. So he got it right now, and having a having a pretty rough time with it. So that's the first time I've been like that close to people actually, you know, having COVID, man. So, so and, yeah. and that's how we started with making a decision to go ahead and expedite in the remote podcasting yeah. when we got hit up about uh, when San Diego got the whole, the extra order to stay at home. You know what I'm saying? So he's all right, let's still get, you know, the podcast out. It took us a minute to kind of, get everything back. It's actually easier to do it together than it is to, to do it remotely, which I would think it'd be easier oh, yeah. to do it remotely, but it's easier to do it together. But I would like to say, man, I got my own picture thing. It's kind of small. It ain't as big as yours. I see yours is off. That's my grandma. Rest in peace, grandma. But I got my own little picture thing in the background now, baby. <laughs> I see you, man. I see you, man. Why yours off, man? You. That's, like, that's like the co-star of the whole thing, man. Oh man, let me see what's going on with this thing, man. Yeah, that thing ain't on. Hey, we are super. I would like to reiterate, we are super duper excited to be back online, back what we doing, what we supposed to do. And I also want to kind of begin all of this by saying that this episode is dedicated to aviation ordinance airman apprentice Ethan Garrett Goosby of San Antonio, Texas. Did you hear anything about that story? I didn't hear too much about the story, um, about what happened and how it happened. Uh -huh. um, but this is something that happens in the Navy, I think, too frequently, right? I, um, like we, you, you can go, you know, months, maybe even a year, man. But you always hearing about, you know, someone over the side, um, even either is suicide or whatever the case may be. You always hearing things like this happening out there. Um, but yeah, man, it's a big deal and, 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 and rest in peace, man. Um, you know, uh, so that's why we, you know, we dedicating this episode to him, man. It's, yeah. it's a big deal. Let, let, let me get some facts out about him real quick. So he died, you know, he went overboard on a, uh, USS Theodore Roosevelt about a week ago. So the TR same ship that we, we recently had suicide on from a seller. Um, yeah. Same ship that had a few other things, you know what I'm saying? A lot of hardship uh, coming off that, the TR. Uh, 607 square nautical miles, 55 hours. That was a search and rescue operation. They, that took place from Thursday to Saturday until he was eventually declared lost. And that ship had just left San Diego on December 7th. And this kid wanted to be an officer one day. So yeah, then, man. Rest in peace, uh, fair winds, following seas, aviation ordinance men, airman apprentice Ethan Garrett Goosby from 
San Antonio, Texas, families in our prayers, and we dedicate this episode of permission to speak freely to, to, to him. Yeah, most definitely, man. But uh, you most know, definitely. have you ever been on a ship and y'all had a a, a man overboard? Never. Uh-huh. Never had a man overboard, man. Um, and then I've been on like six ships, man. I never had a man overboard, you know, and I'm thankful for that, man. Yeah. Um, because you know, rescue and assist. I am actually part of that team that's that, that, that you know, that goes out there and, and help rescue, you know, people and stuff like and sailors and stuff like that. And something happened. Um, so I'm glad that I've never been part of that team, too. So, yeah, um, yeah, man, I, I know one, one thing about when something like that happened to a ship, man, and uh, the people they work with every day, uh, it takes a toll on the on the division, on the department. And on the crew, yeah. Uh, when something and like that happens, and you know, yeah, yeah, man, you start to think about the last Especially, time um, you were with somebody and everything like that, man. It's yeah. Crazy. We had a we had a death, you know, on our ship right right after you left. We talked about it on our first episode, but not everybody, you know, got to hear it. But uh, GM three Turner, you know, he passed away. One of the yeah. guys on our ship. So, hey, but. I think yeah. you you did experience a death on your ship before, right? On one of your ships. Oh yeah, man. Um, man, I had a, 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 a it was kind of extreme too, man. Like, and, and I'm saying this, man, and, and I'm not saying who, what, none of that stuff. But I had, if you go back, I think it was around. I know I'm gonna say how long I've been in the Navy now, but it's around ninety eight, ninety nine time frame. Um, I was going on my first deployment. Yeah. And um we had we had a, our aviation team on board the ship and um the helo came in. Um and then we had a um had it was had a fire alarm on on the helo. And and the helo was coming in. So when the helo was coming in, the alarm on the ship, and everybody had been part of the you know, the team back on the flight deck is the alarm goes off. If that alarm goes off, that means that that helo finna is about to crash on deck. Yeah. So it, the it goes off. So with that being said, the helo wasn't about to crash on deck, but that alarm did go off. When that alarm goes off, we all hit the deck. So we hit the deck, and once that alarm goes, it, it once it stops, the whole team goes out there with water blasting because we think it's gonna be a fire. We can't see out there. I don't think we know we hit the alarm. So yeah. We go out there, and man, I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I was the the, uh, the scene leader out there at the time. I was the second class, um, and I go out there, and what I see is the sailor legs hit the gr- hit the deck, and him fall over. How far behind? Right? Were you? How- no head, no nothing, man, and. It was so dramatic, man, that like people got to get flew off the ship. So he got one. He got amputated, decapitated. Yeah, yeah. How far behind him were you? I was. Pro- I, it happened before I came out. Uh-huh. Okay. So I it happened. I comes out and I see it. And I, I'm backing up like man, scared the crap out of me. So I'm trying to get back in the hangar when I when I seen it. Yeah. Um. And the team, like that, you had like you got a certain people out there. You got Chalk and Chaman, you got the LSCs and all those guys. All those guys were sprayed with blood and brains, man, all over their uniform out there. It was the part. Pro- the pro- these guys had to get, 
he better come out and talk to talk to us and trauma, trauma, all that stuff, man. Yeah, it was it, it, it was tough on us at that time, man. I was on the frigate actually, man. It was pretty tough. You know how close we are on that thing because it's real small, and man, that was it was it was real tough for the whole crew, man. Uh, we took probably like three weeks off, no no flying, no anything. Uh, people coming out, uh, but I'm gonna tell you something that really was crazy about the whole thing is. Um, and this is something for us to also think about. Sometimes we get so caught up and we know our job and we get complacent is that um, people people have jobs to do when they go out there, when they're on that flight deck. And somebody's in charge at all times when you're on that flight deck. Mm-hmm. What happened to this sailor was is that he wasn't told to go in, but as you be, be in the Navy for so long, you, you, you're so used to doing your job and you just go in ain't nobody told you to go in mm. and that's kind of what happened you know um you know how those helos if you don't know they droop down real low yeah and it it it, it caught him man the prop right it was a bad oh. it was a bad day for everybody man it was, bad day it was the propeller that hit him right yeah propeller yes it's tough man yeah man. you know that's bad day. probably a young guy probably a, a, a young guy yeah yeah this kid uh this kid ethan was 20 20 years old man so uh Twenty years old, yeah. It's always the. It's, it always seemed like it's the young guys, man, that we lose. Yeah, early. But um, yeah, that goes back to to everybody who listening. Also, man, it, it like um, it don't matter what you got going on in your life, man. You know, um, you gotta be. You gotta. And I don't know what happened to this kid. Tell you the truth, I don't know what happened and how it happened. But for whoever that it involved, whoever was involved. Whoever that know this kid, if you need to talk to somebody, it's people out there that you can talk to. Um, also, um, because this stuff like this hit home, um, regardless of who you are, if you work close with him or you just know him, whatever the case may be, um, things like this hit home. So it's always somebody that you guys can go talk to also. Yeah. So keep that stuff in mind. Uh, hey, uh, uh, so I noticed something. You got another San Fran hat on, right? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I thought, we talked, I thought we talked about this, man. Yeah, man. But I, I, I saw. I, I don't know if you saw this or not, but um, I was told, man, keep wearing that that red and gold, man. For real. So, yeah, man. You know, my my fans out there, man, told me to keep wearing this red and gold, man. I ain't see that one. Man. You know, I ain't see that. You know, I you know I had no fans out there, huh? Nah, just like let me know where that comment at so I can hit the delete button. You know what, man? Hey, so everybody see this episode. I hope we get it out in time for uh, we play the Cowboys this week, man. Okay. You know, and I know all these Cowboys, the 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 worst fans in the world that's out there right now. I'm telling you, we about to get in that butt this week. That's because that's, so that's all you guys are that's know. your lady team. That's why you got to get in that butt this week. <laughs> that's your lady team. That's why you. That's why. Yeah. That's why you at that. Yeah. We ain't talking this week, man. Right? We ain't talking this week. <laughs> ain't nobody talking for the Cowboys, man. <laughs> Cowboys been with that butt toe up. Hey, uh, me. I got a simple uh, Camp Cartel hat on. Shout out to uh, Camp Cartel if if. Outside of the PTSF hat or any other hats, uh, I've been wearing a lot of different uh, Camp Cartel hats. I really like the hat. Uh, I, I try my best to style the PTSF hat after 
the Camp Cartel hat. Uh, but I, I really like the hat. I really like what uh, Camp Cartel is doing. So uh, again, military service member. So keep it up. Support Camp Cartel. That's Instagram or any anywhere you go. Just look up Camp Cartel. You could get a, a, a hat. It's a reason. It's, it's, it's a reason why you do that, though, right? What's the reason why you be like you you go out and you you wear stuff like you know Camp Cartel and things like that? Yo, want me to be honest with you on that? To be honest, um, I'm about to stop wearing other people's clothes and only wear clothes of people I know that make the clothes. Like, why not support the people we know than the people that we don't know that don't like, damn that we wearing their clothes. So I'm close yeah. to, I got brothers that make clothes, friends. Uh, I'm close to stop, I'm like not wearing anybody else's attire and just wearing people I know. So, I mean, I like to support vets. I like to support military members and, and Camp Cartel is a military thing. So, I mean, I, I, honestly, I just like the hats, to be honest with you. Yeah. I like the hats. Yeah. Man. As I, as it, man, ever since I know what you know, that's what you talk about, man. You love, you su support, man. Like, yeah. like people you know. You always you go out your way to support them, so oh, yeah. I know that's one. Yeah, thing we right gotta there. we gotta lift each other up. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. when we see each other doing stuff, we gotta lift each other up. And I, I mean, that's why I'm thankful for the love and support that that we get. You know what I'm saying? We've been we've been rocking for over a month, and uh, and we people been rocking with us for over a month. People been waiting patiently for this episode and uh, plugging in. As soon as we put the YouTube video out, people been checking for it. So. I'm very, very appreciative of all of that. If I could ask for anything, or if I could ask for anything from any of these people, uh, I would probably just ask for some more reviews. That's it. So yeah. There was some reviews. Right I, on that same note, if I can ask for a little bit more, man, it'd be Mississippi, man. You know, yeah. I, probably like last three or four episodes, you know, I've said something about this. And, um, I'm still waiting, man. You know, Miss Mississippi, you do show up on the chart now, though. Yeah, Mississippi. You do show up. Yeah, Philly. One or two. Philly you know? One or two. Like going down. <laughs> Philly. You know, one or two. But uh, I'm you know, I know I've got family, family and friends in Mississippi. I know I do. Yeah. I, I know I do. I know I do. Yeah. You know, I'll let me, man. I'm on my way to D.C. We're getting a lot of love from the D.C. area. Uh, California, okay. of course, man. I love everybody yeah. in California. I love California. California is now my second home. You know what I'm saying? It used to be. Uh -huh. Yeah, man. It, it used to be Haifa. Or, uh, was it Haifa? Yeah, it was like Haifa. Seychelles for a little bit. Now it's Cali, man. It wrote it. Yeah, I ain't gotta ever go back to Road to Spain, man. I, I've uh, oh, I've man. exhausted all my efforts of being a decent human in, in Road to Spain, so I could stay away <laughs> from Road to Spain. But yeah, man, over a month, man, over a month we've been rocking. We started like remember yeah. Vets Day. Um, that was our first episode was Vets Day. Then we shot a lot of them out, so you know, yeah. And we gave y'all a lot of them at the same time, so it took us a while to get back to this one. So and, yeah. But as, as normal, though, so you guys know, uh, we on all those major platforms right now for streaming, man. All of them, man. Like, right? We got Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, permission to speak freely. Look us up, man. Yeah, permission. Share it. Freely, uh, at PTSF Podcast on all of those platforms. And then for the merch, um, we I don't have my PTSF hat, and we are, like, nil. We're almost out of them. But uh, www.ptsfmerch.bigcartel.com. But before we stop with thanking people, I do want to thank my wife for all of the support. This takes these things take time and they take work. Um, 
you know, to drive to Temecula every Saturday to set up to film, um, coming back that, you know, that's about, we film for about two and a half hours and then we probably shoot the shit for like an hour or something too. Yeah. So that's like a five hour evolution. Um, and you know, just for her to be able to put up with it and everything she has going on. That's why, like I said, today was a, a very, very telling day for me. Um, cause we are super close to closing on our house. So she got that going on. She's probably going to deal with the majority of the move without me. So I had to do a bunch of power, powers of attorney for her to take care of that. And sellers, if you don't know this, you can take care of powers of attorney with the legal officer on your ship. You don't got to go to legal. You the legal officer on your ship. They could get authorization and be able to take care of your powers of attorney. So I've been getting a lot of that stuff done with my legal officer, especially because the ship is about to have a major evolution soon. And, um, We've been, uh, she's been working. She's in school right now, working on her master's. She got about a year left of that. She was doing an apprenticeship and then she works a full-time job. So, you know, I just, I got to thank her for everything that she does. And, you know, sometimes I spend some time thinking about the things that she doesn't do. You know what I'm saying? And like, I just need to spend more time appreciating the things that she does. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like by far like the worst husband in the world. You know what I'm saying? But I do sometimes harp on, come on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I do sometimes, and you know it, but I do sometimes harp on, I think we probably always do in any relationship, yeah, yeah. harp on the things that the person is not doing or the things that they might miss. And we should probably spend some more time appreciating the things that they are doing and recognize how much they got going on. Our wife's got a lot going on. Yeah, most definitely, man. Um, and big shouts out to Angeline, man, handling the business, doing her thing, man. Um, well, since you put all that stuff, I had to give my wife a shout out too, man. Like yeah. she does a lot too, man. A lot for the household. A lot of things that I don't have to worry about. And I'm telling you, when I say this, a lot of stuff that I do not have to worry about, yeah. and uh, at all. Like, don't even think about it. Not even a, not nothing. And I'm telling you, um as being in the military and the things that we think about and how we want to be successful because we so focused on on this and that, I could have been thinking about 15 to 20 more things that could be on my plate right now besides trying to be go out and be the best I can be at what I'm doing. Um, I don't have to worry about that stuff. So she gave me that opportunity to do that. So big shouts out to Ella. She out, but she always been doing this. Is a, this is this is her thing, man. She, she loves taking care of the family, man. We actually just took some family photos, man. We put a couple of them on Facebook. The rest of them coming in, man. So yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my squad, man. Yeah, that's, that's my awesome. squad, man. The, the crispy look, man. The crispy oh, yeah, look. man. Yeah, man. Good. You know, yeah, good, good move. Wow. I haven't done that yet. My wife hit me up the other day like, hey, we need to take some photos before we leave Cali. And, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. I'm like, what kind of photos, though? Like, like what's the theme, you know? Yeah, they data before we leave Cali photos. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, man, that's that's right around the corner, man. Yeah, man, but I like like days. Yeah, I, days. I don't know about taking photos just because we leaving Cali. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you you when you gonna come back to Cali, man, and take those photos? I don't know. Maybe I need like when to take photo like kind of advice. I remember when I was very young, and me and my girl, we we were getting ready for. Uh, the prom and she like we should take like some pre-prom photos and i was like, mm, nah i kind of don't even want to this was her prom too i ain't going on my prom i don't want nobody from philly listening like yo you ain't going your prom and then i didn't go on her prom either <laughs> but, but but like she wanted me to go on her prom 
I ain't take the pictures. She wound up going on prom. I was a really bad. All right, so I said I wasn't the worst husband, and I'm not. I'm. I think I'm a decent husband, but I was a really bad boyfriend back in 2003. So I didn't go. On, I didn't go on my girl's prom. Uh, she went on a prom with somebody else, and I think she was mad at me. But you know, that's a long time ago. But she wanted to take pictures, and I just didn't know what the occasion was. I never was like the big. It's crazy that we got like Instagram. You thought you was, you was overthinking it. You was overthinking it. Nah, you know when you when you just don't want to be in pictures. Like, oh, okay. like it was that was like where I was at in life that I didn't want to be seen in pictures. It's crazy, and that, what I was gonna say it's crazy because we got the podcast, we on YouTube, we got Instagram, we got social media now. But it was a time when like a young guy, like 16, 17, did not want to take a picture, you know. And I, I was one of those guys. I never wanted my face in pictures. I never wanted a historical recollection of myself. Like I was like a kingpin or something. I wasn't. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything, man. I was writing music and playing video games at the house, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't. I didn't tell Ella nothing about you know the picture. She came up with the whole idea and, and stuff, and I just like jumped on board with it. I'm not a huge, you know, get me in front of camera picture yeah. guy either. But once it happened and I was out there, I'm like, man, we should do this like every year. Yeah. And then as my family get larger, you know, they come back like my like my kids is is gonna be out of high school, you know, real soon. So as they get families and they grow, we can just keep doing this and keep it rolling, man. Yeah, and that's definitely something that I do want to start with my wife. It's pretty it's pretty admirable, man. I see people doing it. It's pretty admirable. Yeah. Hey, so you touched on work a little bit, right? But we've been gone yeah. for about eleven days. I think we've been gone for so. I mean anything else? I mean, I, you probably worked what like for two days out of the that eleven. <laughs> well, man, I, I, <laughs> what's up, man? Yeah, I, I will say this, man. We are like I I go into work like probably out of the five days in the week. I probably go to work probably like three or four of those days. I, I might take one day off or whatever. But I can tell by okay, like, like if I'm not on a ship right now, like I'm saying, I'm not on a ship right because of COVID, man. Like. I would have been on. I would have did like two ships. Yeah. Inspect end up getting canceled because of COVID or something, right? So the, the ships end up getting canceled. Um, but we are teleworking. Yeah. Right. What that means is like, I just like log into my computer at home and do all this stuff. But I'm kind of in charge of the department, you know. So I go in to make sure little things here if they need me for something or stuff like that you know they're just in us man we just got to go in and do that stuff and i stay in temecla so i easily can be like man i'm gonna chill at home yeah. but i just can't do that man i feel sometimes I, I, even when i don't go in i feel bad about like not going in yeah so it's kind of hard for me to say you know what i ain't going in today i'm gonna chill at the, you know uh i'm gonna do everything from home on my home computer but sometimes it's hard for me to do that yeah they, they where, I'm, but, where i'm going they teleworking but uh you know, I'll probably have to go in or I'll be going in for the first couple months and stuff because I'm I'm actually going to fill a gap billet. The billet been gap for like a year. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So you got a lot of work. But, but were you were you uh did you were did you catch the bomb threat the other day? Mm. Oh, you wasn't a part of that. Mm-mm. I ain't hear nothing about that. Yo, so I don't know how much like I could say about this, you know, just probably just because it's embarrassing. But I mean, it's permission to speak freely, so. <laughs> It was a bomb threat recently. I'm not going to get into where it was or nothing like that, but it was a bomb threat. Yeah. 
I did not, man. I ain't hear nothing about that. And the bomb. What happened? I mean, what 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 protocol? What uh? I mean, oh, did you have to leave? The, protocol, to leave? the protocols were, you know, in place. You know, um, it wasn't on. It wasn't on my ship. But the bomb threat came from a sailor. In which nobody, I don't think anybody was surprised about that though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think anybody. Yeah. I think everybody assumed that yeah, it's a seller, a disgruntled seller. You know? Wow. And and you know, and I just like to say that you know, to all the sellers that's trying to get off the ships they on, you know, <laughs> it's it's you know, it's things. It's well, on a serious note, first, it's people that you could reach out to. If you going, if you having a mental health break, or you going through something like that, but for all the sellers that's signed a contract and you want to renege right now and stuff like that, it's things that you can do and people that you can talk to that uh, point you in the right direction of things that you could consider for uh, getting out, like now in that early retirement thing and, and stuff like that. You don't have to issue a bomb threat. You don't have to try to burn up your ship. That Those things put other sellers at a disadvantage. It put their lives at risk. It does a whole lot. You know what I'm saying? Just reach out. If you're feeling like you're about to break or something like that, reach out. Because I, most people minimize that to a seller just trying to get off the damn ship. Because... Okay? And, yep. and that could be the wrong thought, but I mean, people are desensitized. I'm on a deck place. I'm talking to sellers. Most people, yeah, he probably want to just get off the ship, or she probably trying to just get off the ship. It's better way. What a Yeah, and I'm not encouraging anybody to try to get off the ship. But if you if you're down to making a bomb and issuing a bomb threat, it's better ways to get off the ship. Yeah, most definitely, man. Most definitely, and. And since you bring that up, man, I, I kind of real quick wanna wanna um, bring up the the bomb harbor shard, man. That ship is now gonna get decommissioned. You know, like we talking about millions of dollars, man, like lost um, on that ship. And 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 the first thing now we got out of that is what? It was a sailor. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, you know, sabotage or, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know. I'm not saying those facts. Huh? I know you was about to go to the the BHR, but I got some information on the BHR too, right? So the Navy, yeah, like you said, the Navy's planning on de de decommissioning the ship, right? Hey, can you talk about decommissioning for for like our civilian uh, audience that might not know what decommissioning is? Well, de decommissioning of a ship is when the ship is will be no longer uh, in active duty. So they will. I don't know exactly how they're gonna do it. Are they gonna take it to a uh, shipyard somewhere and let it sit there? But a lot of times, what happened? They pretty much stripped the ship of everything it has on it, and then it's pretty much a big ass shell. Yeah. And then they send it to uh, one of the, the shipyards somewhere, and they pretty much sit there either as a museum or they could take it out there and, and, and sink it uh, um, uh, one of the years or whatever. But pretty much it's, 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 it will no longer be a ship that sailors will be a part of and go out and um, do deployments or whatever, workups or whatever they need to do. So that ship would be out of commission pretty much. Yeah, because it's, it's just too expensive. It's too expensive to fix it, right? So fully repairing the ship to warfighting capabilities will cost 2.5 to $3 billion. And 
yeah. five to seven years because it's about 60 yeah. percent of the ship that they got to replace and then on top of that they put millions and millions of dollars in the ship while it was in the ship y'all yeah. then you're gonna turn it right around and put billions more yeah 250 million they were at the end of the two-year upgrade that's a 250 million dollar upgrade yeah they were at the end of that now and now decommon the ship takes like 30 million dollars in nine months so yeah. nine months 30 million dollars and then officially you know officially uh it's still considered suspected arson with a seller questioned but not detained that's the last official report that I got about that yeah but yeah man this I think I think that that mindset is that self-sabotage mindset is growing yeah no it, it most definitely is man um and I don't know why man like like you said before man it's so many different uh avenues to go you know and this will we this will we go man we go with sabotage man that's this it's, it's, it's crazy man you know what but again i want to also point out that we don't know that for facts what happened to the to the to the ship yeah. so we just that's what was um speculated that happened so we don't know for sure but um yeah do you what's crazy you know that family you, you, like when you first joined um and you were a junior seller was the yeah. was your division like the vibe of your division and the presentation of your division was it like a family vibe to it at some yeah always man everywhere i've been has been like that yeah. though man even when i was a junior sailor yeah uh when i was junior we still had a had that type of a uh, vibe but i didn't know that it was my division as one or is because of my job yeah because my job we have to depend on each other yeah. you know all the time like whatever we do we depend on each other so i'm not sure if it was it is it that or was it the fact that we just i had some good leadership at that time i mean which i'm sure is a little bit of both do you think that the schedules now kind of obstruct our abilities to just provide that oversight just the general oversight not like pms or like general training but just like you know hey senior and i know you've i know you had sellers you know, yeah. talk to you you you're a really good senior chief but um do you ever feel like sometime when that's happening it was something else that you might have to put on a back burner because the schedule was so like compact now are so restricted like hey man i like as i'm talking to this seller like for instance just today like i said my wife was like grieving but i knew that yo i gotta get to work like you know at like at 5 30 if i leave out too late i'm gonna encounter traffic but more so you know in our case um it's a meeting in like five minutes all i have is four minutes to kind of talk to the seller then i gotta rush up to it you ever feel like you know the, the schedule or the requirements get in the way of uh having that embrace still or are you always able to still get it out yeah the schedule plays a a big part in in today's uh navy man we have so many meetings and so much more paperwork it seemed like um and and one thing we always know man is like for me to connect like i want to with my division for me it's about training that's how i connect with them because i feel like i have so much to give back to my younger sailors 
But what is the first thing goes on the back burner when it comes to all the other events that's going on? Yeah. It's your training your division. Yeah. Training your division is what's gonna gonna get the axe. Yeah. Every time almost. Like you know, you got all these meetings. Oh, what we gonna take out of POD? Oh, we got divisional training. Oh, that got cut out. Yeah, yeah. Cut out. Nah, yeah, that's whatever. So we do we we have to go over and beyond now, man, to to try to make things happen. Uh, and another thing, like it's hard because you try to put out a schedule for your sailors to know what's going on, right? We because now in the Navy, now we always talk about the why. We won't say there's no why we doing things, but if the why keep getting taken from us, like we don't have no time to freaking explain it. We don't have no time to do this stuff. Hey, we gotta do this right now. Yeah. Sorry, right? That's kind of how I feel. Like a lot be happening now. Like, hey, sorry. Hey, I apologize. But we gotta do this right now. Do you remember when first classes didn't do PMS? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it used to be a time where, where you wouldn't really see a first class doing PMS. Now it's almost like they can't. They have to, you know. They have to. It's so much stuff. Yeah. I felt bad. Even me, even me. Well, see it when I was when I was in class. You know what I did is when I was an LPO or whatever, I helped with PMS. I wasn't yeah. on the board. You get them set up. But I went around and I did it and helped them and showed them how to do it and all that stuff. But I was never on the boards. But but more important than that is my second classes wouldn't put me on the boards. Right. You know what I mean? Wouldn't even think. But now you're right. It's different now, man. Like you either undermanned. Yeah. First class got to do it, or you just got to do it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's been times where, like, no lie, it's been times that I felt bad about, you know not doing PMS. Like I felt like, damn, I could be doing some checks right now. And I mean, that's me as a chief. You know, we got so much going on. I I remember one day I asked one of my guys, I'm like, hey, so what did you do last week? And he's like, chief, I, I honestly don't remember at all. Like nothing. I, I'm like, cause if this didn't get done and this didn't get done, then what did you do? Right? And I just wanted, I really just wanted to know that my other guy came up he was like, man, I just think it's BS that they couldn't tell you what they did. This is what they did. He knew everything they did. And I realized nothing that they did had to do with the division. It was like, yeah, we had this thing. Then we had this thing. Then we had this thing. We had to go to this training. Then we had this. It's like, oh, like now I kind of understand. The, the 10 minutes in between this training and this training, they trying to get a tag. But EDO might be busy or something crazy like that. So, But, yeah, so I, I see it, man. I don't think we get enough time to. I mean, it is a job, but we also live on yep. ships. We live on the ships. Some of these sellers are super young when they first, you know, meet us. And some of them have us at like that mentor uh, viewpoint, you know, but if you're not able to be a mentor because you don't have enough time, sometimes sellers are left to their own devices. And some of those, some of those sellers and some of those devices aren't the way, you know, aren't the way to go. It's some good, it's some good people out there. And then there's some people out there that, you know, need some more guidance. Yeah. Most definitely, man. So question for you. Uh oh. Have you seen these memes about detailers? The recent memes about detailers? Uh-uh. You ain't seen none of the memes? Oh man, uh -uh. They, it's a big one I've been going around about, like where the detail is like on the phone, like, oh yeah, you want uh, you want San Diego? 
all right. And then they like hang up. Then it's like, all right, Norfolk, <laughs> Norfolk for you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it's like, I saw a detailer get upset. Like, nah, you know, I ain't the way, the best and most fit. <laughs> hey, detailers, look, detailers, uh, man. If you're a detail out there, we love you guys and we appreciate you guys. But somebody need to hear this, man. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? You know what? Hey, detailers. We need you to come on the pod, man. I talk about this, man. I need come on the pod. Some detailer out there. I know you guys are out there, man. I don't care what rate, it doesn't matter, man. Come on the pod. Talk to us, man. We want to have we have some good conversation on the pod. So yeah. the sailors can know what's going on, what's going through you guys' heads when Amen. you guys gotta, you know, send them to to Japan instead of San Diego, man. M&A. You know? My name is Simons, right? It's sellers that wanna know why. When they before the jobs open, it's like four hundred jobs on the queue on the slate. Then the moment the jobs open, it's like twelve of them, right? That's a question. <laughs> Another question that the sellers have is: Are y'all putting y'all friends places that y'all want y'all friends to go? Like, is is it? I know this guy. He, he want to stay in San Diego. I'm sending him to San Diego. Is that is that is that some of the stuff that's happening? I know I know people want to know about that stuff. And it's all the jobs on there. Like, hey, like I know people be, be going places here and and I'll be like, man, I ain't see that job available. How you get that job? I ain't even see it. The so I mean, yeah. uh, we need it. You got jobs in the hole, some some jobs and stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, wait. Like, I, I need to, I need, we need to talk to a detailer ASAP. If you're a detailer, give us your information. Come to the podcast. We need to talk detailer. to you. <laughs> We need you guys on episode nine. Let's go. Yeah, man. Cause I, I, I my my uh one I know a guy. I'm not gonna get too specific. He's been talking to a detailer for about nine months. You know, detailer ain't lying to him though, right? The detailer didn't lie to him. The detailer told him, if I can't, if if I can help you, I'm gonna help you up until the moment I can't. Right. But he trying, but he trying to set himself up nine months ago for success now, right? And he wanted something simple, you know? So he wanted to, but he had to go uh, back to back seat, supposed to go on short duty, but he chose to go back to back seat just to kind just to get these orders that, that he wanted. The, I start off by saying the detailer don't have to do any of this. You know what I'm saying? So he told him, if I can help you, <laughs> I'm going to help you until I can't, right? So, yeah, yeah. So he goes, he picks the, and then the, the guy though, he, I think he was playing hardball and not picking jobs. Like, you know, cause yeah. I know how this thing works. Even if it ain't the job I want, I'm gonna go with the least the path or less, you know, resistance. I'm gonna pick something like, all right, like, yeah. instead of not picking anything and getting hit with whatever you're gonna hit me with. Now I'm gonna pick something. At least I get something I want, but he was playing hardball. I think holding out like, all right, I ain't gonna pick nothing. So Fell in the knees of the Navy. Speaking of knees of the Navy, before you go on, man, I think knees of the Navy is like, it's like having that candy right there in front of you, man. You just eat that 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 nice, you know, chocolate strawberry that you need. Once you fall in that, man, it's like, oh, man, they just picking you up out of there. Like, you actually, I think you making the detailers day. Yo, when he needs the Navy, man, all those little jobs out there he can't get feel, no one wants to pick. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's you, buddy. Needs of the Navy hey. is like that that portal that you don't want to go through. <laughs> like, 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 what is on the other side of this thing, man? So he, so I, he fell in the knees of the Navy. Reached back out to the detailer, right? And the detailer pretty much told him that this was the time that I can't help. I told you I would help you as much as I can help you until I can't. Now I can't. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. And it's—I mean, it's not funny. It's sad, man. A lot of guy, man. A lot of guy. It's—it's—it's it's, it's, honestly a lot of guy. But it's sad, and uh, we, you know, but that's the way that these things happen, and these things tug on people emotionally. Sometimes these these people, like it's people on the other side of the phone call. It's people on the other side of the computer. It's things that they got going on. And I, I, the one thing that I feel like I could probably uh, understand with a detailer is they probably talk to 100 people a day and 100 people probably have 100 different problems that they want the detailer to care about or whatever. So I do side with the detailer on that. And then on the other serious side, I do want to see my guy kind of get what he's asking for. But Man, it's a slippery slope sometimes dealing with the detailers, man. And we definitely want to talk to one of them. And I also don't want to go any further without congratulating you on your leadership award. Oh, man. Thanks, man. Damn. Hey, let me tell you you about the, you know, uh, first off, um, the people who put that stuff together. You know, I didn't know that much about the award. didn't know what was going on. I don't know, even know if you was involved. That you may have been involved with that award too. I'm not too sure. I I saw it. It is. It is the one I did. I I was. Yeah. So you guys was heavily involved with it, man. I didn't even like really know that much about it. And you know, with the COVID thing and all that stuff going on, this award was probably supposed to been awarded. Yes, a long time with everything going on, you know. Um, but it's a big deal, man, because it, it what it what it does for me and make me think about it is like it made me think about um what I, what I try to do every day with sailors and try to lead and try to do things like that and sometimes when you get something like that it you feel appreciated sometimes man to make you make make you keep grinding and keep driving because you 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 even though you know stuff happens and stuff goes on man make you feel like you've been appreciated a little bit man so um I really appreciate you know the getting that award and everybody who's involved with it man it was a big deal for me yeah, you know what I, mean? I saw it, and I all, all I could say, all I could say when I saw it was, "Damn, damn." Yeah, man, that was a big deal too. Man. I know you guys saw it. You know, uh, Domo put it up on Facebook. Man, it said it spelled my name wrong on there, man, and and uh, <laughs> I don't know how. You know, it ain't look. Damn. People make mistakes all the time, right? With with names and spelling and all this type of stuff. Cool, uh-huh. but. But if I was doing it uh-huh. and I put damn on there, I feel like that would have been a red flag for me, man. The word damn. If I would if if, if I would have been thinking about anything, if you put the word D-A-M-N on there, I would have said my sister, is that really his name? Yeah. I, I would have thought like that. Is that really his name? Because you put it on the war and you put it on the oh, they put it on the actual, you know, uh plaque. Yeah. So that's twice. So I would have, I would have thought, you know, it would have been something that would have been seen. But hey, I don't care, man. Big shot side is getting corrected. I talked to the right people. It's all getting, so getting know, handled. So you know how I said I played a part in that one. Yeah, that was the part I played. Man. 
<laughs> nah, but hey, we need to. Hey, whoever did the laser engraving or however y'all did it, we need you on the podcast, man. We need to know. <laughs> we need to know what make you see. Even if you saw the word, damn, you know, you you had to be scratching your head like, damn, is this dude's name really damn? Yeah, man, that's what I thought about, man. Is that it? I will, I will, yeah, I will, you know? <laughs> yeah, I will be asking the question, man. That's kind of crazy, man. It's kind of crazy. It's okay, though, man. It's okay. Hey, so I know you talked to it briefly. You mentioned it, you know. Your birthday, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, your birthday just passed, man. What's going on? What you do, man? I, I saw some stuff on Facebook, but I was very impressed. Yeah. You know, so what do you do? What you do for your birthday, man? Um, I was in port on duty. Uh, EDO. <laughs> uh, I told my guys, I said, don't bring me a damn tray from the ship store. <laughs> I said, don't bring me no damn tray of snacks from the ship store. Um, early enough, LPO swung open the door, a tray of snacks from the ship store. <laughs> of, course, of course. I ate them. I ate them. I enjoyed them. One of my guys was prepping to make a paper card for me, you know, because over the years for my guys, you know, I feel like I broke my back, you know, for them, you know? Mm. Yeah. And I ain't talking about, I know what you think I'm talking about. I think you think I'm talking about being a chief and working. No, I'm talking about birthday consideration. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. I, I might have took a dip with the last couple guys, right? But uh, <laughs> the, 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 the years before that, I broke my back to consider my guys. So I just knew. I told them in the morning. I said, I know that from y'all's experience, all the gifts I got y'all, I know y'all got something real nice set up. Plant yeah, and then they swung open that door, and they had that crate, a ship store mm. items. <laughs> and I appreciated it though. I, I'm the worst person. Buy, I'm the worst person to buy gifts, but I appreciated it. I always appreciate the guys. I, I don't really need anything from them. Uh, working with those guys is enough of a gift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, my, uh, my uh, then I got home and my wife. She 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 always. Didn't want her to surprise me because, you know, we buying a house and um, it's not the time for any of that stuff. But uh, she definitely she surprised me. She had the whole house set up. She did the balloons. She I don't know what they call it. It's the arching balloons or whatever. She did all that stuff herself. You know what I'm saying? And she got she got some stuff made. Um, and she 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 did what she's supposed to do. So uh, another I mean, shout out to Jess and Des again. They helped her out to get some stuff for the, the birthday and so we celebrated she got cake that was the one thing i didn't want you know what i'm saying because i i've been gaining weight because can't work out and you know this notorious knee injury that i keep telling you about you know what i'm saying so yeah i'm healing i'm like almost 100 percent. so you know yeah. I, I haven't been able to work out you know what i'm saying somebody was looking at the podcast they said what you could do is uh Get your knee better so you could jump back on that treadmill and lose some of that chunkiness out of your cheeks. I was like, "Thanks, man." Ooh, <laughs> that was that was Luke, man. Luke was Luke was talking trash, man. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm like, "Thank you, I appreciate it, man." But um, so I'm like, as long as she don't get cake, you know, I'm good to go. I came home, yeah. She had a cake, and it looked like mm. the PTSF uh, ball cap, the all time is late drink. Mm. 
You had to get. Was it your favorite cake? No, 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 no. It was good, but mm. she ate. She ate the bulk of it, to be honest. She ate. She ate. She ate most of that. She ate most of the hat. She ate most of the hat. <laughs> to be honest with you, uh, I said, "Oh, babe, I went, for, I went in for a piece," and I'm like, "Whoa, you took care of that." You know what I'm saying? But she mm. she deserves it, and she got some cupcakes too. But they disappeared. Uh, <laughs> she made she, she she made really fast work of those things too, man. So. <laughs> Angelique went messing around. Play it, man. She bought that. I, told her, I was like, "Yo, you bought this cake for you? Like, like you ain't bought this cake for me?" And then she she got me my favorite uh, workout clothes. Um, I don't want to shout out the company, but I love the workout clothes, and I got money invested in these guys too. So she bought me some some stuff from them, and she got me some socks. That's starting to be her go to. It used to be the pajamas. I had to tell her like, "Babe." You know, I got enough pajamas. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, let's 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 switch it up. So now she 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 can't go wrong with the workout clothes. She always safe with those, and yeah, I love socks. Yeah. So a couple pair of socks. She always, I'm always safe. But uh, if anybody need pajamas, if we got any fans that need a pajamas, just let me know, man. I got seven years worth of pajamas. <laughs> what else we got going on, man? D fast, man. D fast. Yeah. Oh, man. Boy, let me tell you about this. Hey, man. Hey, look. Look. Let me tell you, man. So, the, 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 the issue is not that we didn't get paid like we normally do on the early. You know, we, you, know you got active duty with Navy Fed. You get paid a little early, right? Mm -hmm. That was the issue. Mm -hmm. The issue with the fact that we get paid and when we got paid and whatever. The issue was when I found out, now everybody else may have found out a little bit early. I don't know, but when I found out, it was like an hour away from being paid. You how know how did you find out? Um, a message. What? No, no, no. It's not. How, no, I take that back. That's not how I found out. My wife said, "Hey, did you hear this? Did you hear this about you guys not getting paid?" It was like an hour or something before. I said, "No, I ain't heard about us not getting paid." So soon as I, she said that. I went to Navy. I clicked on the Navy Federal app, and when I clicked on it, it said that DFAS something didn't get done in time or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so you go get paid on the actually fifteenth or whatever. So yeah. So I, I don't have yeah. alerts. I don't have alerts set up on my phone from almost anybody. But I found out from like a Facebook post. I saw somebody posted on Facebook. I feel like it's better ways to get that information out there. Yeah. Exactly. But, I think that's where my wife got it from too. She probably she got it from that and then told me about it. It's probably how it yeah, I didn't even know to believe it. You know, I had to, you know, check on, on Navy Fat myself. But that's like very last minute with that with that information. And I I know Navy Fed, I think it was D Fast who should have probably got us that information out a little bit earlier, right? Yeah. Most definitely, man. And I and, and then like for us, man, you know, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Right. But not, so it's not like yeah. a, it's not like a huge thing or whatever. Yeah. But think about young sailors, though, man. Yeah. I I remember my E one, E two, E three days. Talk about it, right? Three, three, yeah. three thousand. I remember those days, man. So the car, three different thousand dollar uh, loans. We talk about man. I was getting, hey, I'm telling you, I probably had about two, three checks. It was thirty two dollars. Yeah. Because all my stuff was loaned out, man. You know, so. <laughs> I remember those days, man. I I know I can be. And most of my money is spent, you know, well, not now, but then. But most of my yeah. money spent before I get it. 
So I can't, yeah. I, man, I can't, I'm probably walking around like Adam Sandler on Uncut Gems if, uh, <laughs> if if they take a day away from my money, you know what I'm saying? Somebody <laughs> probably about to shake me down to the street, man. <laughs> how, about, how, about, how about when you set those bills up before the 15th? You need to set yeah. them bills up. Cause, yeah, because then they over, man, dude, I can't, I'm not going to lie to you, man. Like back in the day, the overdraft used to hit two days before the check. So they, you know, they, you, I went to pay $75, didn't have it. So they didn't take it. So now they charge $35 on top. And, they, and it wasn't like one over one fee for your account overdrafting. Every pull from the account is going to get you a different overdraft fee. I used to have yeah. overdraft fees calculated too into the budget. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah man. Overdraft, like y'all probably gonna have to pay they had a hundred and fifty in overdraft fees, you know, when I get paid. Easy, dude. Easy. When all the little things you got automatically coming out to, that all them automatically. Yeah. Oh yeah. On a good note, they you know, on a good note, what what other news dropped? The financial literacy training news uh dropped too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's e-learning. It's going to be a financial literacy mobile app. We already do financial uh, literacy training. And that was mandated in response to the 2016 National Defense Authorization Act. So we already have training. Um, and then that the mobile app is going to be coming out like late December 2020. Now, all of this stuff was developed without uh, COVID in mind, of course. Right. And it's a few touch points. For that training so it's touch point based training and uh the first one is about just uh like boot camp that's the first one just introduction to financial literacy that's uh boot camp and then it's uh another the other touch points i'm gonna go over all the touch points um and let me know what you think about some of these touch points yeah but, uh first permanent duty station is a touch point permanent change station o3 and below e4 and below promotion o4 and below e5 and below Vesting in TSP um, under BRS upon completion of two years of service, entitlement to continuation pay, uh, marriage, divorce, birth of first child, disabling sickness or condition, pre and post deployment, leadership training, transition training, right? So transition of the service member from a, uh, active component to reserve component or separation or retirement. And I'm not sure if a lot of sellers even know that this financial literacy training exists, but there are all the touch points and all the topics that if somebody went on e-learning right now or, or Google financial literacy e-learning, that stuff will come up. Yeah, uh, I think all those all those things are, are great things to to for us to be out there. And 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 I think um, with the app itself, that's where we're going right now. That's why the young kids gonna be able to be in touch with it. If it was in a book somewhere, ain't nobody touching those books no more. But if you put that thing on their phone, you got a better chance. Not saying they all gonna look at it, but I, I guarantee you, if something they wanna do, and if it's in that app, they gonna look at it. Like say we mentioned TSP all the time, right? They be like, oh, let me learn a little bit more about this. If it's right there in their hands, they gonna click on it. And they gonna learn about it. Yeah. So I think that's the exciting part about it. If you're going up for retirement. Right, right now, if it's on this app, boom! Now I'm finna click on. I may have not clicked on it before, or cared about it before, but when it's my time or something, I'm finna have something to do with me. That's probably when I'm gonna use it, and it's ready available on this app. So I think it's a it's a good thing. Um, but like you said, it's already a lot of training out there already on it. 
but I think putting it on the app is what I'm ex- more excited about than any than any of it. Yeah, yeah. When it the, and if the app is, you know how I feel about Navy apps. So if the app is yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, streamlined and when you click stuff, it actually accesses it. You don't got to try to click it six different times and stuff like that. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If it's a good app, then yes. All right. Um, more news. More, we got more news came out today about, uh, well, not today, yesterday and today. Uh, the promotions, the promotions yeah. finally came out. So good deal, man. Like this, this is this, this some of the yeah, big claps up. Hey, this is some of the most exciting times for um, not only the people who getting promoted, um, but people who are around them, people, the leaders, your subordinates, everybody, man. This is that twice. It happens twice a year, man, and it's one of those times where everybody get excited. Um, because you know, not only they putting hard work in also, but if you're a leader, you probably help and put some of that work in also. So it's a big time team effort. When, for me, that's how it was. When somebody made rank, it was a team making rank. It was the whole division making rank, you know, and uh, it was a big deal. So I know it's a lot of sailors out there today and yesterday uh, that's congratulating them, each other and, and doing big things out there right now, man. So uh again congratulations to everybody who put on rank and if you didn't put on rank work a little bit harder study your butt off a little bit more and it'll be your turn next year uh next time we um take the exam so uh big shots out to all those guys yeah if you if you didn't promote this time your time will come i'm one of those people that believe that too like if you keep grinding eventually it's going to catch up with you I know some people always think that's like just poetic or you, you know, make believe fantasy stuff. But if you keep grinding, eventually your time will come. Just don't yeah. grind it. Just don't stop grinding. You're going to get what you worked for. Most definitely, man. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that, man. Like, don't ever give up, man. Keep keep doing what you do. And you know, you know when your time coming. You know what you're putting in, the work you're putting in every day. Uh, it's gonna come here. It's gonna come. So, uh, shots out, man. Hey, tell you, man. Like for the people who did put on rank, man. Like, um, man, enjoy it, man. Like that's that's a big deal. Uh, it's a percentage out there for the civilians that's that's out there listening to the podcast. Also, um, it's a lot of sailors get advanced. A lot of sailors that are eligible to be advanced to the next pay grade, but they may not advance. But say you got, say, 200 people took that test. They may not advance, but 20% of that 200 people. Right. You know, so somebody make rank in the military, it's a big deal for us because uh, it's a lot of good sailors that's out there that does not make it right. um, that time. So uh, it's a big deal. Big shots out, man, um, to those guys that make it. Yeah. You know, this year we had the automatic, not automatic E4, but we had the, you didn't have to take the test to to make E4 like a rack and stack. I was I was a little upset, of course, because I got a guy that was eligible. But he was fresh out of boot camp, but I'm always mad when my guys don't advance. So I was a little upset. I was all like, man, screw this whole automatic E4. I was just pissed off. I, it, it it most likely was fair, but of course it personally affected yeah. me. So I was, just, I was just tight. I wanted to see my guy make a petty officer. He only been in the Navy for like three weeks, but I just wanted to see him. So, so this is actually the second time they did this, right? Right? They did they did it the cycle before? Yeah, 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 yeah. They did it this cycle. Yeah. 
right? So my question is, why we couldn't, if we taking the E5, we taking the, the E6 exam, I'd like to know the biggest reasons why we didn't take the E4 exam. Um, man, you sure it wasn't a focus group out there on that or something? Uh, I think <laughs> The reason why the E4s couldn't take it, I, I'm trying to figure it out. I, I think I think uh, COVID gets used as an excuse sometimes. We're going to talk about that in a second. We're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want us to uh, forget to commemorate Pearl Harbor, right? That's a big deal. You were yeah. patient out there before, so you, you know a little bit more about that heritage than me as far as actually living there and uh, experiencing yeah. that heritage that way. And I was there for... A couple months or something like that um with my ship but um uh december 7th yeah man I, yeah december 7th man 1941 man it's a it's a big deal in in hawaii man um like when i got there of course you know there's no real you know signs of a lot of stuff out there but if you talk to somebody who's been around there for a while man and you think about what was there before mm -hmm. that time frame you know and i was stationed on um Oh man, I was stationed out there on um oh, what's the name of it? Uh um ATG, oh, right? man. Yeah, I was the ATG, but I'm saying it, it, it's a it's a name of the place over there. Um oh man. You got to come back to it, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll come back to it. But, but over there on that side where eight where I was stationed yeah. at, that building over there, that's where a lot of times where it got uh a lot of stuff had happened over there. Over there, you had your runways. You had all the stuff that's over there, uh -huh. um, and that's where a lot of the stuff happened at. Uh, then you got the Arizona that's sitting out there. Uh, you know what they said about that? They said you know people was buried, you know, buried alive, you know, on Arizona and stuff like that. So um, the heritage is strong out there, man. You know, and that led into you know World War Two. Yeah. So that that's that December seven nineteen forty one played a big history in. Um, <laughs> on what we do um, and what we did after that, man. Like, like we kind of like, I ain't gonna say we lost whatever happens to that. Yeah. But after that, man, it was a, uh, it was big for um, us as the United States moving forward where, where anything, man, from World War II and on, man, the things we did, uh, we kind of yeah. like, you know, crushed our enemies after that right there, man. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Pearl, Pearl Harbor is like, for me, that's the genesis of my, um, like my uh, honor, I guess, in in Navy and uh, you know, and I know it's a lot of history before uh, Pearl Harbor. Yeah, but Pearl Harbor is kind of like the foundation of my kind of what made me join. Uh, what you know, what the first story, like Dory Miller and all the other brave people from Pearl Harbor. Yeah. A lot of those stories are like the first stories that really attracted me to, you know, the pride of a sailor. Like this is my Navy. Like, you know, that Pearl Harbor, um, the events, you know, right after the things we did right after that, uh, you know, the Midway, uh, Battle of Midway and everything we did after that Pearl Harbor attack is what's like I kind of rooted my foundation and pride in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, man, it's, it's a, it's, and, and it goes for a lot of, a lot of people out there too, man. Um, is that they look at it, uh, a little bit, maybe a little bit different here and there on, on, on going and what gets them excited. 
Um, but if you in the military right now, um, and I don't care what branch you in, you probably know December the seventh, nineteen forty one. Yeah, man. Right. Know that every year, either it's gonna come up in your feed on Facebook, it's gonna be somewhere you're gonna know about it. You either did training on it, something you know happened um that's gonna make you realize oh man it's december 7th it, it don't matter if you forget about it or not it's, when that day come around uh you're gonna remember um on what's going on in 1941. Yeah, state out of living infamy so uh honor respect all of the people who lost lives all of the uh, heroes yeah. that lost lives all of the heroes that defended us um in every battle there and thereafter uh appreciate your service and uh i hope that we're making you proud with our service yeah a lot of heroes man a lot of heroes um out there man that sacrifice you know <laughs> sacrifice man so many people man and i'm talking about um the fact that like didn't have a clue that it was about to happen i'm telling you man it, it, it was so yeah. heroic it was so heroic and so dope and so cool and uh like just so superhuman of some of these people that like the like hollywood can't make a good movie about they haven't they to my opinion yeah. they've yet to and we'll talk about that a little bit later but hollywood yeah you can't do respect to those heroes they like hollywood ain't done the respect that those heroes deserve yet and a lot of our military heroes when they make movies about them it, the movies pale in comparison to what these guys really, you know, did yeah. and went through. Um, but let's get into it, man. COVID. Yeah, man. COVID. Topic of the um, <laughs> topic of the year. Man, COVID is out of control, man. Yeah. I, but, but you know what, though? I, first off, let me start this off by saying this, man, that COVID itself has change the way we do everything mm -hmm. right and i don't think it's going nowhere no time soon i think even with the vaccines and all this stuff that's coming to to the light i think i'm still about to wear this mask man yeah, yeah. you know like even after this uh whatever the case may be so um but the only issues that i got uh with covid is clear guidance right yeah you know, clear 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 and cut Right. So I, I love clear and cut guidance on everything, man. Like, like, so I know what they're doing, what I'm putting out to people. I know what is true. But um, and what I, what I mean by that is, is that um, I don't and this is my opinion, of course, uh, I see different things happening, man. Like I see different when I say different things, like different commands, like the command I may be at, we may be doing it this way. Then I can go to talk to somebody else about their command. They might be doing it this way, yeah. you know, and, and, and if you leave it up to the CEOs or whatever, that's what's going to happen. Um, but this COVID thing ain't really that type of thing, man. It's, it's guidance that's out there. Um, but, you know, you as you already know, man, when you have different things happen, man, if the, the, the young sailors look, you know, at it and they read, that's the stuff they want to read. They might not read their rating manuals. Yeah. But uh, they most definitely read about, you know, what they can do and can't do when it comes to COVID. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's crazy, man. Hey, so how feasible is maintaining the standard, the COVID, um, well, social distancing standards, uh, 
in your field right now as as an inspector yeah is that is that in your opinion is that even feasible well it's not feasible uh -huh. but we make it happen yeah how? and i'm gonna tell you right now ain't no way that i can go on a ship and stay six feet away from everybody but it's a six feet within a time period too though no i mean it's a time it feels like maybe 15 minutes or something like that or whatever total. 15 minutes total yeah. total yeah total so yeah it is it's yeah so that's something that pretty much not going to happen in my field when i'm on the ship yeah um where i can handle that at is that work though when i'm at my like in my office yeah we could stay six feet we could do all this but when i go on a ship yeah yeah, even with you guys on a ship, you know, that's got to be very. You try to throw it to me, huh, man? You try to throw it to me. Yeah, yeah, man. How difficult that could be, man, for you guys. I see you, man. It's difficult, man. You know what I'm saying? I was, I was, um, on the mess text the other day. They got the sneeze guards up, um, but that's new. Is that new for you guys? No, that no, we had sneeze guard. No, no. Yeah. No, yeah no, I ain't gonna let you do us like that, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you already threw it at me, but we had sneeze guards up and one of the sneeze guards like stopped like midway between like the the seller's face. And then the other seller was on this side of the sneeze guard. The other seller was on that side. So I told him, I was like, hey, y'all gotta make sure y'all scoop over so y'all behind the sneeze guard. Four inches to the to the right, you're not behind the sneeze guard anymore. Um yeah. and that's that's just a small um aspect of it all. Um, but it's hard. I mean, it's it's the military. We still gotta I gotta cape a little bit for the command because um I could get in trouble for the for <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but it's it's small. Um, Chief's mess is small. Uh, we're we're not on a carrier, um, and you know, it's not that many actual um, moments where you could like actually like. I can't think of a full day. I'm having a hard time, man. <laughs> I'm, having, I'm having a hard time trying to try to explain this, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but um. That's what it does to us, man. Like COVID, COVID is 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 is. I don't want turning out. I don't want to get too specific. to do upside down. Yeah, I don't want to get too specific in like how you know we operate as a ship about COVID because I just think that's just too specific to 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 our command. But I do want to get uh, specific to like thoughts and 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 ideas. Um, I don't think. Um, I think if any command could support not uh, having a hundred percent manning, I think the command should not have a hundred percent manning, because I think um, just my own weird weird ass logic tells me that a hundred percent manning means more people are together. Um, more people together means more people able to spread COVID. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, more close contacts, um, more stuff like that. I think if, you know, the shift work happened or the duty section and maybe, you know, the sister section uh, thing, especially if you got uh, six sections or however many sections you got, if you do duty section, sister section with sister section, probably leaving after a shift. I think those things help a lot more than 
trying to get 100% manning and people are left again to their own devices to do whatever, you know, the hell they think that they could do outside of the guidance that they received from their chain of command who told them to stay six feet away and put that mask on and stuff like that. Somebody's every day I tell it's COVID, right? It's deadly. We talked about it every day. I tell somebody to put their mask on every day. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and yeah, man. And, and, yeah, we just talked about this in on uh, on my ship too, man. I mean, not on my ship, on, on my command too, man. Like when, when the guy that caught it, um, first thing we you know you got to do your you know your, your contact tracing and all that stuff, and um, that was the biggest thing came out of that was you know make sure we have our distance and all that type of stuff when we in the office and all that stuff because we had to go back, we had sent we had put people you know on ROM just for being around the guy that caught it, so. If we all would have been like separated by six feet, it would have been an issue at all, mm-hmm. you know. But everybody wasn't, so there you go. Yeah, you know. Um, so, but I, I'm thinking about something though that's kind of funny to me, right? Because since we're not at like a legitimate time of war, I think like the military, especially like a lot of our our leaders, the way we speak is like a lot of times we're very good at communicating threats. Right. And I think it's because we just not at a time of war. So there's no, yeah. no person you got a threat. So like I don't and I, I, I please finish your thought. But uh, a lot of times some of the COVID stuff I, I hear presented and I'm not talking about, you know, my command, uh, but like even uh, like things I'm reading from different people, some of the things feel like threats, like this is a, a disease you know, a invisible enemy already, like somebody could literally get this uh, practicing the best safe measures that they could practice. They could still get this thing. And then, you know, to, to feel at fault <laughs> for, for getting this thing is, is, is uh, sometimes um, boggles my brain, you know, to make somebody feel guilty for now. If, yeah. if you're doing the wrong thing, yes. If you grouped up playing video games or doing weird stuff like that, then yes. But if you, you know, the issue and threats sometimes feels feels weird uh, when I hear them. So somebody get it, we not even feeling sorry for. We like, yeah, like what the hell? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The Navy, we do that a lot. Like we guilt trip. Yeah, that's one thing. Instead, instead of asking somebody, are they okay? We always asking like, where were you? Yeah, like what, what you was doing? What the hell? That type of you know. And, it, and and I get it because it's the effect that it has on. It's the effect that it has on us. It, it, you know, it's gonna. It, it, it's like the whole thing that you know you used to get with the end with, with people not being sensitive to to pregnancies, right? Because you get on the other, and I know that's a hot topic, and we're not gonna get into uh, pregnancies. Uh, first of all, uh, that's life bringing a life into the world is a, is a blessing, and that's something I totally respect. No matter what phase of life that you're in, but I know as a young sailor coming up, when we had somebody get pregnant, people would be upset because sometimes that. They're leaving now. You know what I'm saying? At some point in time, yeah. they're leaving. And the and the and it has an effect on the division, like the workload and stuff like that. And I think people lose the sensitivity and the condition, the medical condition. I'm not talking about pregnancy again now. That's a blessing. But with the COVID, I think yeah. people lose this. Like this person, it's an off chance that this person can die. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think we get yeah. too caught up in that, oh man, we're gonna have to do extra work. It's making it harder on the duty sections. It's 
You know what I'm saying? Where if we maybe would have limited the amount of people that were on a ship anyway, we could have limited the spread. But, you know, you got people getting it from wives. You got it's you know, it's a lot going on with COVID right now. And we, we can't we can't beat it until the vaccine. Like we, yeah. But you know what? I, I and, and, that, and that goes back to, um, again, different commands. Yeah. Right. Because there's some commands like that. They are doing the bare minimum. Yeah. I mean, they are doing just duty section. They are doing this, but um, and it's a few, it's a few that's not, you know, because I, I I I'm trying to clarify that I'm not talking about my command. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but so it's a few commands that's that's not doing the bare minimum. Yeah, and we and I, I do talk about one of them. We're gonna talk about one of them in a minute. Yeah, I really do think they they should be doing the bare minimum, but of course. Um, Sometimes we don't see the big picture. Maybe they got more of a bigger picture than we know, and they trying to, you know, get to a certain place and and do a lot of things, and they have to have everybody there to get to that place. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Um. I know the message. The message is out there. Like from my, um, from my side of it, and where I work and stuff. The message is out there. Is that hey, if we're not doing this or that. We need to have minimum people here or there, or whatever the case may be, because of COVID and how bad it's getting. Because um, most definitely not getting better. Yeah, it's getting worse. COVID so, is not getting yeah. better. Our adversaries are not letting up. You know, we still got a mission to carry out. So, I mean, the military can't go to a standstill. We we understand that. You know what I'm saying? And I, I would I would I don't I, I don't have the answers here either. You know what I'm saying? I have some questions. Like, you know, yeah. would it? Would, would it make sense having, um, you know, a duty section or two on call that we know are quarantining at home, that we're not worried about their, you know, safety, even though we, I mean, if they're at home, we still got to kind of worry about it, but we're, we're a little less worried about them, you know, making contact too much because they're at home um, quarantining. And then if we did have to get the immediate call during the time of war, we'd recall everybody back and, um, you know, it happens like that. But of course, we have the the the, the PDS um, going on. But uh, before we talk about PDS, uh, what does essential personnel mean? Is it is that a thing? I know that's something that you you actually uh, thought of was the essential personnel um, for COVID thing. Yeah, I like to. I mean, yeah, I will because I, I would like to know that. Um, what does it mean? Like, what's the distinct from from who being like? I think military is military period essential personnel. I think so. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. I think so, right? So we are essential personnel, uh, but that's the word I, I bring it up, and I only say it because that's the word that's always thrown around uh, when it comes to like us going here, us doing that, or why you're not at home. It's like because you're essential personnel, so. Uh, we're not at a time of war and things like that. So I would like to know if anybody can, you know, clarify or, you know, put in the comments when you guys watch the, the episode and say, hey, this is defining essential personnel for the military because I would like to know, you know, I would like to know that. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying when it comes to essential personnel and, and who is essential, you know, and all that type of stuff, because um, I know we are in the military. And I know we got jobs and I know we got things that have to be done. Like you said, the military ain't going to stop and our, you know, our enemies ain't going to stop either. Um, but 
with that being said, we also got families. We also got lives. We got things like that also. Um, and, uh, you know, the juggle in between and all that type of stuff. Who knows, man? Like, like I'm not here for that. I, I am in the military. I'm here to do whatever I need to do. But I know that's a big the big word that's thrown around a lot of Accenture personnel. And I would like to know the distinction between, you know, non-Accenture and Accenture, you know, um, but yeah, it's thrown away. It's thrown around the civilian world too, though. You know, in the civilians, so not just military, the civilians also. You know, when they go into work, like Cali is damn near completely shut down right now. Yeah. You know, so but people are still doing things. So are they consider essential personnel also. Clubs open the strip clubs essential. You know that, right? You, you ain't see the story. The strip clubs mm. are essential. Yeah, I saw a story where like a church po- uh, posed as a strip club. Uh, just so they could stay open, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, strip clubs are plenty, man. Yeah, so them, yeah you know, they got hey. green light. They got green light to stay open. Pacers, Pacers is green light. Well, let me not shout out the strip clubs, but these spots green lit, man. You want some 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 decent wings? I think you hit Pacers. I think they got uh, rib night, and it's free for the military, man. But um, don't hit paces during COVID. Be responsible. Be responsible, man. But yes, and then I also you spoke about people in the middle of our COVID. I do want to bring this up. You spoke about people um, responding and talking to us. We want that too, and we got that. So uh, for when we asked about an XO um, for fighting fires on a sub, uh, when we asked about does the XO respond to uh, damage control casualties? Yeah, when we were talking about the Denzel movie, what Crimson Tide. We got yeah, yeah. We, we got a response, and the response was uh, somebody was watching our, our YouTube video, and the response was that the XO does, you know. Oh wow! Yeah, the XO does. Actually, that was Kyle Mc, uh, McFarlane, a uh, sub guy, uh, sub guy. Nice. He said the XO does. Hey, not Kyle, man. The good stuff right there, man. Because we did not know, right? It was strange to me because I know it don't happen, you know, in our world, you know. Um, but he said it ain't to see him put on. He said, "Ain't no flying squads, man. They, 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 yeah. Everybody take care of that casualty." But he said the XO is in there, though. That's good stuff, man. I'm not mad at it at all. I just never seen nothing like that, he man. He said, "There's no like perfect red button." He said, "There's no like red button where the XO could just push it and everything's done." But he said the XO does fight fight those fires. He also said he didn't know anything about having a pet on the sub. He don't think that that's a thing. Oh no, uh, yeah, that's crazy right there. But uh big shouts out to Kyle, man. Hey, way to respond, man. I like that. And it good stuff. We so we were talking for a second, I brought up uh PDS, right? Um, and that's the prior to, to deployment uh sequester that people have to go on. So it's a few things we we gotta do. We got a ROM uh when we go places, and then we also PDS before we go out on, on, on a mission. And um just something that I want to say to the sellers that's PDSing, that's in hotels. And uh, a few of our episodes, we talk about stress. And in one of our episodes, we gave resources. Um, that was our first episode, actually. That was our first episode, the one about trunk space. We gave resources yeah. uh, and we talked about military one source. So just remember that if you in a hotel and you on a computer or you on your phone and you need somebody to talk to, you need somebody to reach out to military one source. And if, if, are you good, even go on a permission to speak freely email, uh, PTSF podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, we can shoot out some uh, resources for you as well. 
if you want to shoot the shit with us, we could. I'll do that too. Anything you need. I'm not really that good in those times, but I, like we talked about on our episode, I try to be there in those times. So if you need anything, we'll be available for that. And then also know your uh, sources, military one source. Yeah, most definitely, man. That's 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 a hard time, man. You know, um, knowing you about to, you know, get on the way or whatever the case may be for a while, and then you got to be, you know, stuck in a room somewhere for a little while. So, but then once you get out of that, then you like leaving. So, yeah. um, I know how stressful it can be, you know. So, um, like you said, man, we got we got resources out there, man. Use them, like use them. That's all that I can tell you, man, uh, when it comes to stuff like that. Um, and that's one good thing about the military. We have damn near something for everything. Yeah. Right. We just got to we just got to, you know, sometimes suck our pride in pride up and don't be scared to actually, you know, use the phone and, and dial the number and, and call and talk to somebody, man. Yeah. You, you'll, be, you'll be surprised at the response that you will get when you call somebody and talk to them. We we were on deployment and I had a seller who who did it I think a three week, uh, a three week quarantine or a fourteen day or something like that and I remember like playing it down like yeah you were you know you were you were in a hotel relaxed for however many days and we were you know we were out on a deck place, um and when I think about it, uh, when I started to think about it as it gets closer for me, you know to have the PDS I realized that that could be very tough. I, I don't think I can make it two days in a hotel, man. Yeah, I, and I'm not PD. I'm I'm not PDSing in a hotel, but I don't think that I, I I don't. And not saying I can't make it, like you know, I'll make it. But it'll be twenty one days in a hotel is hard. By it has to be tough. Like like right now, like 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 um, our guys here, like we had some we had some um, sailors had to do inspections in Hawaii. Yeah. So when Hawaii, but in, in um in Everett, Washington. Yeah. And they have to stay in the room for 14 days before they go out and do the inspection. 14 days, dude, yeah, in a room. That's, that's crazy, man. Yeah, you I mean you can only FaceTime but so much. You can only YouTube but so much. I guess you're gonna be doing a lot of bench watching. You kind of stuck to whatever food the hotel got for you. It's a lot of, yeah. it's tough, man. I know a lot of the workout guys, you know, wanted to work out. So we kind of urging our guys to make sure they have something, whether it be workout videos, yoga mats, and stuff like that. That, that yeah. I don't know. That's just crazy and tough, man. But what about the, yeah. uh, you read the article on uh, San Diego Union Tribune about the, the Rushmore? Yeah, I did read a little bit about that, man. All right, so before we even talk about it, um, I want to acknowledge that it's an article. So what we're about to talk about is what we read in the article, right? Meaning that some of this stuff we're about to talk about might not be as it happened, but the commentary that we're about to kind of provide is based off the article that we read and understand. So any new developments, anything uh touchy personal to you know you if you're listening we don't know that all we know is what we read in the article and in accordance with the article it's a crazy story go ahead man go ahead i know bits and pieces of it yeah um what's your what's your take on, on what you read all right i'm gonna give you the facts and then we could talk right 
Yeah. The Rushmore, right? They saying it's the CO ordered the crew to sequester for 28 days prior to a seven day underway, right? Yeah. So normally, you know, people quarantine and are doing stuff for like 14 days, maybe 21 days, but it's 28 days, right? Um, it says it would have taken them from Thanksgiving through Christmas. So the crew, they had like Thanksgiving off and then they got called back. Um, and then it was announced that they were going to sequester. Um, and after they were told they had Thanksgiving off, um, apparently like the captain's bosses or whatever is saying that this was announced before it was approved. So before the leadership knew it was happening, this was announced. So some background information on this command is they fell to light off assessments, right? So after the first, why are you laughing, man? Like, why are you, why are you laughing, man? I'm trying, to provide, I'm trying to provide news as you know, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? So they fell two light off assessments. The chain got fired after the first one fell, right? That's not a that's not foreign to us, chain, chains being fired, um, especially after failed assessments. Uh, they had a COVID outbreak that took down more than 100 crew members, many of them engineers, people that play a vital part during those light off assessments. And um, to my knowledge, they were getting underway, I think, for the third assessment that they can't fail or they were preparing for that third assessment. And the CEO just didn't really want to take any chances. So that's the story that I know about what happened on the Rushmore. Man, that's crazy, man. But breaking news. They just passed the LOA though. Oh my. I do want to, you know, acknowledge that <laughs> they passed the LOA. But uh yeah, man. Um that's crazy, man. Like one thing, one thing that we know as being leaders or being anything, man, is that we need sailors, man. We need these sailors to be, you know, at, at tip top, you know, ready to perform type stuff. If you telling me that I'm now about to miss Thanksgiving and roll into Christmas. Oh, my goodness, man. You and, and then it's not now. I don't know. I'm not there. So I don't know all the, the you know, the stuff about it and everything. But you telling me that I just found out that I'm now about to miss all this stuff. Yeah. And how you know how hard it is. You know how hard that is, you know hard that is for a chief petty officer right there that stand up in front of your division trying to explain. Oh, right yeah. You know, like like and then you know one thing about it, once it's once it's put down from the top, it's put down from the top. That's coming out of my mouth. I'm not telling you got you know, I'm not saying yeah. oh the CEO said this. No, this is what's been to happen. Yeah. And that's it, right? That's how we gonna put it out to the out to the command. But you got boy, they have to have a big pill to swallow. Um, you guys, you know, think, you guys probably think you know about it already. After that, yeah, oh yeah, most definitely, most definitely. But that's and that's stuff we eat all the time, though, right? We eat that stuff all the time, man. Like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what's about to happen. That's it. It is what it is, man. We got to go out there and get it knocked out. We got to go out and, and, and you know and get it. Yeah, you got. And, and we do. We get through it you know, and things like that, but that Rushmore, that article, I don't know the facts and all that stuff, but if it happened like that, 
That was a rough one, man. Yeah. That was that was rough. You know how that's all I'm gonna say. Out, right? If anybody, if anybody on the Rushmore, you know, wanna come on the pod, come talk to us and talk about that. Come on the pod and talk about it, man. Like we 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 you know the Rushmore. You know, I know some guys. Out there. The Rushmore huh? and the and the TR as well. I, I would love to talk to a seller from the TR just to see. Um, I, I I love to listen to a seller from the TR. A lot of heartbreak from the TR uh, uh, recently, so um, I would love to yeah. listen to a seller from that from that command. I know they I know they're uh, um, employed right now, and then they'll be employed for a while until like April or something like that. But I would love to listen to a seller from the TR. But yeah, man, back yeah. back you know back back to the um, the Rushmore, man. That, that's that's just crazy, man. So if you yeah. were the CEO, I mean, what would you do? If I was what CEO, what would you do? I think I think the proper things was already done, right? Like one thing about it, and I hate to see this. I hate to see it happen, like the chain get fired and all this type of stuff. And I can't really say what I will do because I don't know the facts. Yeah. I don't know what happened down there, why they filling all these LOAs and all this stuff, right? But what I do know is. Um, if you fail a couple of LOAs, the chain is probably gone. Probably more than the chain a lot of times, though. Normally, it's like the top snipe probably gone. Uh, MPA probably gone. I mean, it's a lot more to it. Uh, so we don't know all the the the, the information. I don't know all that stuff. But um, that chain job is hard, man. That's a hard job. Yeah, the key it is a hard job. Hard job. Very hard. Any chain, very hard. Job. Any chain that made it through the duration of your term. I give you a shout out. You did it. And that's normally you do two tours too. Normally you do two tours of a chain duty, boy. Yeah, that, that's you right. know some people do two tours anyway. So especially yeah, the, man, if you them cruisers, yeah, do that, man. Big, big, big shots out, man, because it's most definitely a lot of stuff goes on in a chain tour. Not just the 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 plant. You got you got you got either a diesel or you got gas turbines then you got the dc side then you got the auxiliary side then you got the electrical side you got a lot of stuff going on um on board that ship that the whole crew needs yeah you know the whole crew needs the stuff that you got going on so if something not working on there it's a bad look for you so a chain is a tough job um but one thing about a, a good chain that we both know if you are a team guy, you can rally the troops and you can get everybody going. Those are the type of chains that's most of the time successful because, you know, a, one thing about the job that you have to hate, the chain ain't turning no wrenches. Right. Mm -hmm. So the chain has to make sure that he puts his sailors in the best position and, to win. And, and, and for clarity, right, that, that you, you for clarity purposes, you saying that because it might be some Chang listening, like, "Hey, I've turned a wrench or two before." For clarity, you put yeah. in that the role of the Chang is not like primarily focused on doing the working, Yeah, yeah, working stuff. No, what I'm saying so. For no, all the it's more that for all the Changs out there that turned a wrench or two or pushed the button, we love you guys. We know you guys still, you know, do the handiwork. You know, don't feel bad. We know you guys do the handiwork, but that's not your primary role and responsibility, and we understand that too. So, yeah, 
And that's what I mean by it. I mean, I'm, I'm not meaning like you guys won't do work or anything like that. Just, yeah, but sometimes um, you got you're not working on no DC stuff, though. When they on my ship, you ain't working on no DC stuff. I can tell you that right now. So sometimes you got yeah, but, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm going to tell you when the stuff is good to go. Yeah, I, see, I can't say that because my recent chain figured out something electrical that was like, it was easy, but it was boggling our brain. So I can't even talk that. I don't want them to li be listening and be like, I can't say you're not working you know, on that. You're going to be laughing. Right now. You're gonna be laughing. Yeah, yeah, he, I got it. He figured something out. It. Yeah, you know, Chang Lido came through. I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, what he said. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was so easy. We would never, like what it was that was messed up, I would have never expected it to be messed up after it yeah. got to me. It was just a knob and he moved it over. Yeah. It was just a knob. Was, oh, man. Chang Lido. I, I tell you, though, the those are type of those are type of thing that's a big deal for me though. Like I had I had a uh one of my shifts man I had an MPA man, and uh me and him had this tally in up on in, in on the ship, like the things that he he got right and the things that I got right. <laughs> so every time we had an argument, he'll be like MPA one. Oh yeah, you know he'll be he'll be, he'll be like MPA one, seeing chief zero. <laughs> you know, or if I'm into some, he'll be like. CNC one MPA zero, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was good like, vibes, you know what I mean? What we had going on right there, man. That's but at the same time, we acknowledged when we were wrong and we was right. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's always good to go. Great. The last thing I want to say about a COVID uh, before we uh, get off of it is it echoes your sentiment. Um, I wrote this down actually. I wrote it gets weird when people tailor it to their mission. There are, are a lot of gray areas, right? So that's what I wrote down. Um, a couple yeah. things that. Uh, like you stated when you talked about it, is that 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 it was solely your opinion. You know what I'm saying? It's a couple of things that I know. Um, I know that the Navy is diverse, and I know that the mission is diverse, and I know that different ships have different missions, and I know that we have to, you know, fulfill whatever we have to fulfill in our missions um, on a daily basis, and that's different throughout the fleet, throughout the ship class, throughout whatever. I know that. However, I think that it's not enough standard uh, practices when it comes to COVID. I think uh, uh, controlling COVID, combating COVID, um, it's too much, it's too many gray areas left for COs to interpret, right? And I'm not putting this on COs as in COs are doing anything wrong. Um, I just think it's it's a lot of across the board stuff that I think we could do better that we don't do. And I think that's uh, just Navy wide. Um, nothing's the same. I'm sure on the East Coast, they're probably doing things completely different than the West Coast. So I also understand that COVID is different in different places, you know, but yeah. if you want the same waterfront, I believe everybody should be following the same the same protocol. Yeah. And I don't think that's happening. I think we're leaving too much up to interpretation. You know, it's too loose. Yeah. So same thing like you said about COVID. Uh, last thing is a, a quick, a quick, quick hit about uh, the ESWAS program changes. Right. Um, can you can you outline those changes? Well, I give a couple of them. I, I tell you what I would do. I get I give the you can add to it if you want to, but I give out what i think um and what i know that i like about the program you know what i like about it right 
Uh, and one and one of the things that I like about it is the fact of the E3 and below, man. That's the that's one of the biggest things I think that I like about it. Because and, and I say that because I was in charge of Eastwatch program, right? On board the ship. And and one thing I do know, man, a lot of times, you know, um, instead of an E3 and below on there trying to learn they trade and you know, learn their job and what they need to be doing, they are spending most of their time worried about ESWAS. ESWAS, um, your enlisted surface warfare pen is time consuming, right? It is a big deal. You got to go in, probably depends on what ship you own, seven or eight different warfare areas you know, trying to learn different things um, about different rates to get this pin. Mm -hmm. So I like the fact that of E3 and below, you, they cannot, yeah. you know, yeah. they cannot um, pursue the ESWAS pin. I like the fact that E4 has to be certain criteria for E4 to do it, uh -huh. right? E3 and things like that. So I like that part of it. Right. And what I really, really, really love that you have to be 301 to 312. Yeah. Qualified damage control um, before you can pursue it. Man, that's that's good because um that I think that's something that we talked about on board the last ship I was on. We talked about it, but we never did it. Yeah. Right? We never did it. And I felt like our DC kind of fell off because it wasn't nothing to make people like go out their way to get these qualities just something that a, that a chief had to be in his division say hey push through get these qualities get these qualities but now in order to get your eSWAS pin well, we know everyone has to get it in your career if you are on a surface platform eventually you're going to have to get this pin meaning you're going to have to get three at least 312 qualified uh -huh. so uh, investigator so uh that's the deal um, I think those three things right there is, is pretty big for me. So when when do the junior sellers understand that this is a good thing? Um, it's gonna take a little. It's gonna take a little bit, right? It's gonna it's, and the reason why it's gonna take a little bit because now you have people at commands right now that's out there that's E threes that has they pin and now all of a sudden we have cut that off and can't nobody get them. So it's some people that's out there right now that has just got they pin. Yeah, and now I can see E three and below right now getting mad about it. Oh, why I can't get mine? Why I can't get mine? But I'm telling you um, that eventually everyone is going to see the benefit of this new program and how it's going to affect and how and I hope that everybody take advantage of this now, knowing that they don't have to worry about that right now. So you know, right now, they don't have to worry about it. So how are you racking and stacking these two sellers on a um, a ranking board? And I'm talking about the seller with the pen, the uh, E4 that's not 312 or the E3 that already got it, that's already kind of got it uh, versus the E3 that doesn't have it. Are you looking at like who got more in rate quals, who got more DC quals? How are you racking and stacking them? How much weight is that ESWAS pen? Well, I, I tell you what, right now, I don't rack and stack that ESWAS pen no more uh -huh. for E3 and I don't I would not rack and stack because now I know when 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 a sailor doesn't have the opportunity, I can't rack and stack that. Right. Yeah. Right. So I can no longer use that in my ranking anyway. I don't know how other people are doing it, but for me personally, I wouldn't rack and stack that anymore. Yeah. 
DC Quarles, I'm always going to play a part with me because that you have it's not a requirement for that. You know, you still can get your as an E3 and below, you still can get your you know 312 if you wanted to. Yeah. So that's not a thing. But um, Quarles play a play a big part um, in what they're doing in, in the work. I think E3 and below, man. Um, to me, I think they should they should get uh, they rating stuff should be more of what we racking and stacking uh, when it comes to 3M, when it comes to DC. And it, it comes to what they doing um, on the deck place every day. Yeah, learn um, what they job, which is yeah. just maintenance. Learn your rate, you know. Learn your rate, learn your job, learn DC. Do your rate, do your job. You know, fight fires, control uh, casualties, and then get your east waspin. You know, not saying that it's any uh, less important than it ever was, or not saying the significance or the history behind it. You know, loses any light, but. Like learn your job first, and we've seen it. I've seen it firsthand where the ESWAS or the air warfare gets in the way of in rate uh, quals, or gets in the way of a seller a seller being motivated for in rate quals. Because a lot of times the ESWAS, a lot of commands have had it where ESWAS might have had a bearing on a Liberty uh, status or something like. That. Oh, yeah, yeah. So most definitely, it's always good to see the Navy get it right. And I think uh, this change is the Navy getting it right. The junior sellers, I don't think they'll see that yet, um, but uh, um, I think they'll see it in about three, two to three years. It's funny you said that, though, before we, before we move on. It's funny you said that because I got my ESWAS while I was cranking, yeah. right? And my CMC put out, if you had your ESWAS and you were E3 and below, you didn't have to crank. Mm. So I actually got took out. When I say cranking, I mean I'm doing, you know, the, working for uh, the food service division, which is the the uh, CSs, the cooks. So when I when I was doing it, I did. I don't know how many days I did, but once I got ESWAS qualified, I got pulled from from doing it. Yeah. Back in my division, so it was a incentive for people to get it then. So, um, yeah, that's what it is, man. So you ain't do the whole ninety. Nah, man. Like, I ain't have to do the whole 90, man. did it? And, and then on top of that, though, to say I didn't do the whole 90 is that it was never about me doing the, the, the job of FSA. I loved it. Yeah. Right? I loved doing it. But you know how it is, man. You give me that opportunity to get this, and that's what I did. You know, I freaking put a whole lot of work in, try, in trying to get it. And this is at a time when I got it that Man, those freaking you had to be in front of all those chiefs and, and you had to do walkthroughs with them. And it was it was very brutal, man, uh, to get that pen. So when I say when I got it, it was a big deal. Man, it was a huge accomplishment uh, for me. Can I, uh, when I yeah. can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you remember who the president was when you got your East West pen? What's up, man? What's up, man? I don't know, man. Hold up. Let me think. Probably a freaking bush, probably. I don't know. Which which uh <laughs> huh? which one? <laughs> I don't know, man. I you may be looking that up now, man. I don't know. I forgot. Yeah, let us know, man. Let us know. Hey, so I will. Uh more <laughs> more history. <laughs> more American history. Uh my book, the book that I got for the week. Uh American Revolution by Robert McDonald. Uh, that's the yeah. book. Uh, it's about the revolution. Uh, it's about uh, 
the fathers of our country, uh, George Washington is in there, Thomas Jefferson is in there, and a lot of people, um, uh, a lot of people from history that did some important stuff uh, in the uh, aspect of American history and what the country as a whole was was built off. Uh, Robert McDonald does a really, and it, not Ronald McDonald for anybody wondering, Robert McDonald does a really good job at uh, having a normal conversation about American history and making it uh, palatable. Um, it's, uh, I was doing a lot of reading about African history, the, exper the experience of uh, Africans when they were brought over um, to America. I read uh, the autobiography of Frederick Douglass. I read uh, the complete history of uh, racism. I read some a, a few uh, books about African uh, history, and I wanted to see some of the parallels that it had with the uh, formation of America as it is as we know it to be today. Um, um, I wanted to see some of the parallels that nowadays have with those days. So some of the things that was happening when we were on deployment, uh, when America was at some some uh, social unrest, was uh, buildings were being uh, uh, vandalized. Our statues were being uh, uh, ripped ripped down from uh, their foundations, and uh, I knew a lot of those things happened back in uh, the, the days of the revolution. But I wanted to get more clarity on you know how those things were happening. And I, I read it, you know, you know, with things like the Boston Tea Party and like the uh, the King ripping the ripping down of uh, King George's statues. Like when people didn't agree with what somebody was putting out, they ripped down their statues. So that wasn't like a it, it wasn't a new concept, you know, this year. And I, I just wanted to remind myself of what America was built off in 2020. For some reason, I just felt like the revolution book was a good book to read in a year like 2020. And I learned a lot of cool facts about uh, Thomas Jefferson and Grant and a lot of the other, a lot of our other forefathers. You know what I'm saying? I also learned about the dudes from Carolina that was like, yo, if you take slavery out of this thing, <laughs> we don't got nothing to do with this. <laughs> I think that was, uh, I don't want to get the Carolina wrong, but one of the Carolinas didn't do it, but the other one did. Is If you take slavery, uh, you keep them slaves in that thing, man. If you take them out, well, I think because I think Thomas Jefferson was trying to, you know, make all men, you know, equal. And they, these guys was like, nah, that ain't about to happen. <laughs> so they, they hurried up and edited that. So, yes, oh, a really good book. Uh, some really important people. Um, but Robert McDonald is the true star here uh, with his seamless way of explaining something that some people might find uh, hard to listen to and hard to get into is very informative and very entertaining. So American Revolution by Robert McDonald, please check it out. A good book to read coming off of a year like this. Yeah, sounds good, man. Um, for me, um, I don't have a book this week. I finished up 40, uh, 48 Laws of uh, the 48 Laws, but um, I don't want to talk about it. I finished it. It's a good book. Everybody know about it. and talked about it for like two episodes straight. Uh, but um, I want to move on, man. I want to get to the movie, man. Uh -huh. I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be straight with you, man. I don't got that much for Pearl Harbor, man. 
But let's let let, okay. let me let me tell you the reasons that I never watched Pearl Harbor, right? So you never like you never never ever watched it? No, never watched it. Okay, go ahead. What you got? Um Cuba Gooden is a scumbag, man. You know, let's just start right there. Cuba Gooden. <laughs> like I wish where saw at where I need so I need someone to like put a picture of Cuba Gooden on his way up to the courtroom, like right <laughs> here. No, um when he came out of there, man, remember that smile as he came out? <laughs> Cuba Gooden played some great roles, a uh, good actor. He played Dory Miller in the movie. Um, he did a great job at uh, at that role. Uh, speaking of yeah. Cuba Gooden as an actor, he played in a lot of memorable roles, things that I really like, Boys in the Hood, Radio, his role here, stuff like that. I never watched the movie because it was a Michael Bay film and it was supposed to be serious. And I can't take Michael Bay serious um and then i always heard it was more of a love story than a war movie so i never i know we talked about watching it and that's normally what we do if people don't know we don't just have this repository of movies we kind of talk about watching these movies and then we watch them no matter how nerve-wracking or bad the movies are i just couldn't uh make myself to watch the movie pro harbor so i apologize uh Damon, I couldn't watch that movie, and I think I'm all the more better for not watching it. Probably. You are probably right. Thank you. Um, so <laughs> I watched it. I tell you what. First, I, <laughs> I had to split up in segments because I fell asleep on it the first time, mm. right? So I was watching it, um, and to me – when I think about Pearl Harbor, I think about everything. First time I first watched, I'm thinking, man, it's going to be a lot of action in this movie, a lot of stuff going on. I'm telling you, the first hour, and this movie is long. I'm telling you, like, I don't know exactly, and you, you guys can look this up, but it's probably over two hours long. Yeah, it's over two hours. Like, over two hours long, and it is long, right? Probably the first hour, you ain't going to see that much action in the whole movie. Yeah. It's no crap a love story. I thought the whole time, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, this is a love story, right? And then it did get to the fighting and stuff that was going on and all that type of stuff, which was okay, you know, the fighting and stuff. Um, but this is what got me in the whole movie, man. This, this, this got me, man. Like, so the dude that's played by, um, the character name, man. The guy played Batman now. What is that? Yeah, yeah. Let me do that real quick. Michael Bay is the director. Um, Kate Beckinsale, my my, is in this movie. Uh, Ben Affleck, Josh Hart, Cuba Gooden. I never saw the movie, so I know them people from the previews. If anybody else big is in this movie, maybe like Time Tom Sizemore is in like every war movie that he's not uh building, so maybe Tom Sizemore was in this thing too. But I know for sure it was a uh. Ben Affleck, Josh Harnett, Kate yeah. Bill, Cuba Gooden, and it was a Michael Bay film. So you talk about ben so they, so Ben Affleck character goes off to this this little special program or whatever. He's trying to be great, right? He's trying to go out and do do great things, and um, he had one of his best friends from childhood. You know, he was in the, in the army with him or whatever. Um, but um. Everybody think he's dead. Like he he got shot down, and they think he's dead. His friend that he grew up with then jumped on his girl. Oh man! So now they love each other, right? I don't know how much time in between on all this stuff. Like some, uh, but she was a nurse. So she was a nurse. He goes, he gets, then end up 
Ben Affleck ain't dead. So he comes back in the picture again, and now there's this whole triangle going on. This sounds like very you know they they it's all crazy. Then they have to go out and do this special mission together, right? So they do this special mission together, and his best friend died. Oh man! Now Ben Affleck comes back, get back with her. And now she was pregnant for his friend. Oh man. Was hey, you talk which this love and hip hop you talk about? Uh Pearl Harbor. That's what I'm getting at, man. <laughs> so this whole big triangle going on in the middle of the movie that's called Pearl Harbor. Are you serious right now? Was this historically accurate? Pearl Harbor, man. All this stuff that happened in Pearl Harbor, man. Yeah. Yeah. So then they live, they live, you know, forever after. Oh, you know. Man. Uh, at the end of the movies. So you got your little war in there. Here and there, they dropped some bombs and, and all that type of stuff. Made some of the dumbest moves in wartime history where you're going to, you you got something that used to be 400 miles away, but you're going to go 600 miles out knowing you ain't going to have enough fuel to make it back or do anything. So you pretty much, suicide, so you went on a suicide mission yeah. that you know you wasn't going to make it back and stuff. Um. Uh, yeah, it was crazy, man. This this is supposed. It was a crazy movie. I will give it a, give it a. Oh, man. It, it it was bad, man. But you know, I probably have to give it a. Man, I guess I give it a two, man. Hey. That's a hard two. To give. I, I'm not gonna rate it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm not I'm not gonna be um, a hypocrite, so I'm not gonna rate it because I never saw it. Um, my expectation yeah. of it. I am going to rate my expectation. My expectation is a one out of five. Where's Jesse at? Where you at, Jesse? My expectation of this movie is a one out of five. Uh, but I'm here to tell you this, though. Hey, I want to real briefly talk about another movie that I saw a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about it. Hold on. Let me let, 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 yeah, talk about it. What you got? Well, no, the movie is, is, is The Tenant. Yeah. Now, if you want, you know, I know you know all these movie things, so you probably can go who is in it and all that stuff. So you can go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna go real quick, and I have to because it's the great Christopher Nolan. Um, I'm a big fan of Christopher Nolan. I'm biased. I'm Christopher Nolan biased too. So I'll admit that before I even review this movie, I'm biased to Christopher Nolan. Uh, he got like two, probably two to three of my favorite movies ever. You know, and not the top three, but two or three. Dark Knight. Uh, being one of them. The Dark Knight Rises is also really good. Memento is up there. Inter Interstellar is one of my favorite movies. I think Inception, The Prestige is one of my favorite movies. It's somewhere in that list. I think Inception is Inception and Dunkirk might be lower on my Chris Nolan uh, list than any of his other movies. And then John David, Denzel's son. So we not talk about Denzel, but we, we talk about his son. Uh, Robert Pattinson, was in this uh, movie as well. And of course, uh, Michael Caine, who's in all of Christopher Nolan's movies, just explaining the complicated concepts and theories to the protagonists. So yeah. before I talk about it, because I'm biased already, let me hear what you got. Yeah. So first off, man, let me tell you this. I had to, I didn't finish watching it again, but in my mind, I have to watch it again, right? I didn't get. To, I started watching it again and didn't finish, but um, I had. I have to watch it twice throughout because it was. It had me all over the place. It made me like no crap think 
about what's going on, right? And then at the end, there's so many different little signals in that movie that's going to take you back to, oh, what was that? Oh, what, what was this? It had me no crap thinking, man. This is probably one of my better movies that I didn't watch in a long time, man. Like, just from a from a standpoint of me thinking I was always engaged in the movie. It was no, no lax point where I wasn't thinking like, oh, man, because I knew from the beginning of it, everything was everything was leading to something else and something else. So it, it had you thinking like that. You didn't want to miss nothing. You always want to be locked in on what was going on. Um, the actor wise, uh, Denzel son, man, was a couple parts of that man where he sounded like Denzel. I ain't gonna lie. I'm sorry to bring up Denzel. I mean, he sounded like Denzel a couple times in that movie. No shit. Um, but man, it was a good movie, man. I don't know, like, you know, the directors and stuff like that, like, like, you know him, but you saw the dark, um, uh, huh? You saw the movie, the dark Knight, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But. It's a good movie, yeah. You saw Inception? But I just want to say, man, this, this, this movie was a real good movie, man. And I'm not going to tell you what, what I'm going to give it yet. After I listen to you, you had go ahead. But if I'm here to tell you, to all the listeners out there, and I ain't going to lie, I paid $21 to see this movie on this day. $21. So, uh, But I think it's worth it, though. I think the movie is worth going to see if worth buying or whatever you have to do to watch it is worth it, man. It's a really, really good movie. Go ahead, man. So I think it's made. I think Chris Nolan makes movies to watch twice. I think that's the kind of movies he make where you kind of have to watch them twice. Um, I think he also. So I'm a, I'll, I'll talk about a critique that Chris Nolan movies get, especially with Inception and Interstellar. And now uh, this movie, Tenet, one of the biggest critiques I've seen is about uh, exposition. And it's just about like a lot of the movie being an explanation of the movie, even though it's a super complicated uh, thing that's hard to get anyway, where you could probably just use action sequence or something to explain this whole theory or concept that nine times out of 10 people might not follow anyway. Um, I agree with that critique. However, I like the idea of having to think while watching a movie. It's engaging. Like it's I gotta watch. I gotta keep my eyes on this to understand what's going on. So uh, I like that. Um, my negative critique of the movie is the sound editing. Right? You, in my opinion, you gotta use subtitles if you want to watch this movie and get the full effect and actually. First off, a lot of the concepts are hard to understand, but then the audio is hard to understand as well. So you're not going to even know what they're saying unless you you take the time out to read it. Um, I want to say that authenticity is the reason why Chris Nolan does this to where like um, the levels of the, the audio levels of the surrounding uh the surroundings and stuff like that, it get in the way of people as they're walking and stuff like that, different tones change. And it adds realism to the movie. A lot of movie makers go and they uh, dub over the, the vocals after they film, they go to a studio and redo their vocals. And then they lay the vocals over the actual footage. I'm not sure if Nolan does that or if he just used the vocals that shot on a scene. It sounds like he does, because you can hear the background and his movies, or then you got Hans Zimmer doing the orchestration and stuff like that. So if I was to give it any negative uh, hit, it would be that it's hard to understand. 
And I get it being focused on realism, but it's also a movie that's made to entertain at some point in time. That's why people are watching it, especially when it's of a concept that's not a realistic concept. Um, the acting was spot on. Robert Pattinson did a great job. All the supplementary actors did a great job. John David, I'm ready to see him in more stuff. I mean, I feel like that was his coming out party as a star in Hollywood. And I feel like he, like Denzel, could kind of pass him the torch. I feel like uh, after the Spike Lee movie he did that they won the Oscar for as far as the script. And now in this one, I feel like uh, it was Black Klansman. Yeah, I feel like they could, you know, he's a formidable guy to take up, take especially with Chadwick, you know, uh, who passed away recently, who was also one of the guys kind of following Denzel's footsteps to me. I feel like John David is a, a worthy replacement of that Denzel kind of um, limelight. Um, the concept to me is crazy. It's super complicated and really ambitious. And it's one of them things that I, I mean, I'm amazed to see somebody because Chris Nolan writes the movie, him and his brother writes these movies too. So it's, I'm just amazed to see somebody be able to write something like this and then be able to let it play out on a movie screen as well. Um, it's crazy to think about that. I'm happy that we still have minds in Hollywood like Christopher Nolan that's willing to challenge uh, the viewers and stuff like that, no matter how clunky it gets with information. I, I like the ambition. And for the ambition, I'm always gonna give the movie more points. Um, so I give it a four out of five. Um, I don't I wouldn't say it's a perfect movie, but it, it got me about my seat like two times. Some of the things that happen on screen uh, by the end of the movie, when the things start happening the other way. Um, and that's all I'm going to say, because I don't want to give any spoilers to any of the listeners. Got me up out my seat like I was shocked that, oh, man, that's that was this happening. That's when this happened. Um, specifically, it got something to do. Nah, I don't even, it got something to do with the, the woman character. Something happened later in the movie with her that got me up out my seat. Like, damn, like for real or whatever. Yeah. And then they actually, yeah. they actually, uh, they, you know, they actually crashed a real airplane into it. That was a real, that wasn't a fake airplane. That wasn't no special effects. That was a real airplane crashing into a real building. So a lot of that stuff I do got a lot of respect for, uh, four out of five. Really good movie, classic. It might hit. It might hit five out of five. The more I watch it, it might stay a four out of five. But right now, it's a four out of five. Yeah, and I'm gonna give it a four point five. Nice, nice, right? So, so that's what I'm gonna give it, man. It was, a, it's, it's, it was a, a real good movie, man. So, yeah, I'm with it, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish watching it again too. So, it's a good movie. Yeah, I like it, man. Hey, man, that wraps us up, man. Our first uh, remote podcast. Um, if you if you listen all the way through, I think I think we we probably started a little rough. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, we'll listen back. But our first remote uh, podcast. Uh, thanks for your patience waiting on an episode. Thanks for your patience uh, listening to us for two hours and some change. And um, we love you guys. We'll see you guys. We will not end without a year end wrap up. We will not end 2020 without a year end wrap up. Um, we got some things in store. We want to talk about sexual assault awareness, but we want to have the right conversation about that. And for everybody that's asking and wondering why we didn't do it yet, we didn't do it yet because we are, have not been able to have the right conversation about it. We want to cover every aspect of that conversation that we can cover. So I'm done uh, with this. I love you guys, and I'll see you next week. Over to Damon. 
All right, guys, this is um, Permission to Speak Freely, and I'm Damon. I'm Damo. Peace. I'll let you guys, man. Peace.